know you see somehow the world will change me and be so wonderful live life breathe air I know somehow we're gonna get there and be so wonderful it's all for real I'm telling you just how it feels so wake up the members of my nation it's your time to be There's your chance unless you take one Every time you see the vital side of every situation Something, something, this will give your best <laughs> and leave the rest to me Leave it all to me Leave it all to me Just leave it all to me You know, if you told me that the plain white tees wrote that, I'd believe you did they? Did they know? Dude, I don't think so. But. To everyone, welcome back. We did that in a previous episode, but we never put it out there. So now you're going to hear it. You're welcome. Ha, we have a guest today. What's your name? Lena Nickel. Hi. Nickel like the coin? Yeah. Why but N I C K L E. Why not Lena Dime? Because you a dime. Thanks, boo. We told you to stop flirting with guests on the podcast. Can't help it, bro. She's got huge milkers. Stop. Should we leave? Should we leave you two alone? No, that's all good. Okay, give everyone a little background. Hi, I'm Lena. I'm Andrew's girlfriend. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to put that out there so you don't think he's sexually harassing me. Um, that yeah. is what it came off at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just want to clarify. Um, yeah. And wow. You can do better. Astonishing. I can. Hello, friends. Hope you're staying hydrated today. <laughs> today, Andrew's girlfriend is joining us. Um, I she's about made. to get into this. Um, to clarify that you're Andrew's girlfriend. Um, and she, we're, we're going to have a nice podcast there, but uh, sorry, Lena, before you jump in, uh, Alex did just get back from Colorado, and I, I would just like a very brief overview of that. Dude, okay, it was magnificent. It's honestly the scenery... Uh, it's, it's so hard to wrap. Like, the scenery is unreal. Like, that's what I couldn't get over. I could never stop looking out the window and just looking at these, like, mountains in the distance that are thousands of miles high. And I just kept, I don't know, I just kept thinking the entire time I was there, it just puts the world in perspective. What are those, the Rockies out there? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's amazing. Like, uh, took so many pictures. Like I said, I just kept staring out the window. I couldn't get over it. It looks like they're, like, digitally placed in the background. That's how I felt like, when I was a native look, in Hawaii. <laughs> like, they don't even look real, man. It's so crazy. And so we went no, to, yeah, we, we took a, we went through, like, Denver. We went to Aurora. We went through Boulder. Checked out the Stanley Hotel, which is the hotel that The Shining is based off of, <gasps> that Stephen uh, King stayed in. We took that tour. Yeah, that was cool shit. Do you have pictures? It's the same, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing with the Southwest. When I was a native in Albuquerque, um... <laughs> When you're driving through the desert, bro, it's actually like it has its own unique beauty to it. Yeah. Especially when you're blasting in the desert. I'm on a, while you're on a one way road in the middle of the fucking desert. <laughs> Shit. I wanna that's why up, that's one of the reasons I want to visit Albuquerque though. Like I wanna see like New well, Mexico and like that sit that you like crack addicts, it's perfect. They're, they're my favorite. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was, I definitely recommend going. Anyone who's thinking about going to Colorado or visiting Colorado, <clears throat> you should fucking go. Do it. Because you'll never see a site like that. I'm trying to get out there. I'm psyched. You should. You really should, man. Sweet. Well, thank you for that, Alex. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Lena, if you want to get back into things. Oh, good, man. Well, you got a point, man. I got a point? She ain't got a point. So what's your... You just, you didn't, I'm wh- nervous. What is it you like to do? What's your background? What is it What is it that keeps you busy? Who you is. Who, who I who am? Who is you? <clears throat> who do you be? 
Well, I'm a student in college studying social sciences <clears throat> in hopes to start my own nonprofit um, called The Being Project that focuses around a pet sanctuary, the environment, and eradicating poverty. Um, and I'm also a business owner of a business called Restyle for Change that is all about upcycled clothing. Dude, that's about us. What does upcycled you. mean? Upcycled is like the term recycled but you instead of turning it into like like a water bottle into like a shoe you turn it into like another piece of clothing clothing so it's like wait so you're turning like plastic into clothes no 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 no. so like if someone gave me like a t-shirt i could make it into a dress or i can make it into like a tank top so like upcycling clothing yeah because you're telling me you're making like a recycled like it's a jean jacket right Uh modeled off the 1975 yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like, what materials are you using to create that? So that is so my brother. He just gives me all of his like random clothes. So he gave me this nice Calvin Klein, like vintage Calvin Klein jean jacket that was his friend's dad's when he mm. was a teenager. Mm. And he was like, "Will you hold on to this for me? I'm not gonna wear it." So I was like, "Yeah." Fuck yeah. <laughs> then I have this like old 1975 shirt I just never wear. So I was like, "Put them together. That'd be kind of dope." Makes you sense. Know? Yeah, dude. How do you put them together? Honestly, I don't have like a strategic way as to how I design and plan these things out. It'll be as simple as me just like sitting there and staring at it and I'll be like, huh, that would be pretty cool. So it's not anything that's really like planned out or anything like that. Like most people might do. I just literally will be sitting there and I'll just think about it or I'll be staring at it and I'll be thinking about it and it just like pops in my head. Well, it's a version of art. Yeah. It's like what what can this what can I turn this outfit into and in, like instead of it's like this old shirt, raggedy shirt that no one's using anymore, easily turn that into like some kind of skirt or like a crop top and then decorate that shit with like other pieces of articles of clothing that you can find. Exactly. And it's like it's like a fun arts and crafts thing. Like it's like my inner child is coming out and I'm just being able to do what I used to do when I was like five years old with like macaroni and beads. Or like pa- like patches and stuff or you like sew it on. Yeah. To like, a, like they did that with jean jackets or t-shirts too, which uh-huh. I always thought was fun. Exactly. Now, are you looking at implementing Restyle for Change into your future nonprofit where you can help again as you said eliminate poverty uh, mm-hmm. i mean clothing is going to be a huge issue to tackle are you yeah. going to tie those in together yes definitely that's my plan so what i do with resale for change is i take a portion of the profits anywhere from 25 percent to 100 percent of the profits and i donate it to a humanitarian crisis or a social issue that's in need so what my plan will be is rather than donating it to a, all these different nonprofits and organizations it'll be donated all to my nonprofit. So then I can go and help people with the funds that I'm being given through the clothing that I'm selling. And there will also be like an option for donating. Um, But I plan on just meshing it all together. And at first I was just doing it for fun. Like it was just, I was just selling clothes that I already had. I didn't do anything with them. And then I decided to get a little bit more creative with it. Um, After, honestly, after seeing all these TikToks, during the COVID era of like bleach tie dye and all that stuff. So I was like, let's see what I can do. I remember Andrew was with me most of the time and I was just bleaching the random shit. And he was like, why do you keep bleaching all these, all these things? And I was like, it's fun. So when you, <laughs> when you say bleach tie dye, you mean like you're putting bleach marks on like a black t-shirt to give it like that 
spider web look. I, I yes. love bleach and tie dyeing. Like all summer, last summer. Like I, I probably made like forty tie dye T-shirts. I just have in a drawer now. I bet that's not the only Why thing you like bleaching. I don't know what that. Yeah, <laughs> like an old sock. Yeah. Jeez, I was sure. thinking like that's what I was getting at for socks. <laughs> no, I never. I don't use a sock. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's gonna obviously take a few years, but once you get your nonprofit set up, mm-hmm. you're mostly going to be. Working with volunteers, right? You're, yes. You're not going to be able to actually really employ people, or, or so the way you fund your nonprofit is that coming through donations and volunteers, or are you actually getting maybe subsidized by the government? So um, I have a friend who I talk to. Her mom runs her own nonprofit. Um, so what she told me is that most nonprofits that are local they find sponsors. So her sponsor um, is a church. Their, her local church. And most of the nonprofits in the area I know are sponsored by churches. Personally, I would do not want my nonprofit to be faith-based. Um, yeah. So I would have to find um, another organization or someone else to help me sponsor that. I actually have a few friends who have reached out to me and they're like, Lena, as soon as you start your nonprofit, I'm working for you. Like I will keep up my resume and I will work for you. There's one person in particular Shout out Sarah to Dolly. Um, we were working at this nonprofit thrift shop together, and she was like, I'm ready whenever you are. Just let me know. So that's really cool. But yes, mostly through volunteers and donations, um, and I will have to find someone to help me sponsor. Well, yeah. I'm sure the three of us would be happy to volunteer down the road. Mm-hmm. Got you, dude. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'll be the model. Yes, you can be the face of it. I'll have t-shirts and I'll say can't take a joke podcast on the back. No, you're gonna, you're that's gonna make our the... idea. No, bro. <laughs> you know those t-shirts that like you see like that sponsor races and it's like all these different local things like Jersey Mike's and all that. It'll have can't take a joke podcast. Ooh, if one we could get a Jersey Mike sponsorship and they give us subs for well, every podcast, it'd be over. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. We should actually try to like get involved in like these like independently owned places all in Loudoun County. Like in this area. That's well, we gotta idea. pull the trigger on our business first. Well, we gotta we gotta just keep making episodes. That's <laughs> what we know. <laughs> we are in South Korea. <laughs> All we gotta do is cross the border. Yeah, we do. Yo, shout out to our listener in South Korea. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but you're a fucking dog. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that actually went to South Korea. Andrew dude. goes. <laughs> we're one step closer to Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are, dude. We're in Europe, we're in Asia, well not the actual like China or Russia or anything, but we're in like Taiwan, mm-hmm. like how the fuck? Can't take a joke worldwide, baby. Um, we got a lot worldwide. across. CTAJ Global. <laughs> Prestige there's a couple, <laughs> There's a couple in Australia and we have listens all over the US. <laughs> and what's cool is I can go in and zoom in and I can see exactly where they are. That's cool. Like, I, like I know exactly like, who the person is in Tucson, Arizona. Wait, that's that's Arizona, right? Yeah. Tucson. Tucson. Quick, no, refer. That, that, that does, doesn't does not need to be referred. That is Tucson. Quick, Arizona. refer. Yeah, Tucson. I um, mean, I don't know. No, it's cool stuff, bro. It is. It's pretty cool. And what, like California, we have a couple listeners. Right? Yeah, do we have listeners everywhere? We have we yeah. have listeners in London for some reason. Well, actually, no. It's because those dudes gave us. Those guys gave yeah, us a shout out. They're pretty cool people. Man. They were. Did we even ask them to give us a shout out? Yeah, that's awesome. I think we we talked about them one time. When yeah. Tyler was oh on. yeah. We did. Dollar International. Dude. <laughs> Can't take a We're joke. We're not stopping until we reach Kim Jong-un. Stop. <laughs> well, I don't think we will because they don't let anything in and yeah. out of North or Korea. Xiaoping. I don't know who that is. 
It's one of the oligarchs in China. But I don't I don't think we'll be able to reach Kim Jong because nothing gets inside North Korea. Like their people are sheltered from the rest of the world. I'll go. I'll, I'll make a bunch of stickers and then I'll go there and I'll just place them everywhere and then they'll think it's like the resistance. I don't think they'll let you in though. Is what I'm saying. Like they don't let anybody in and out of that that country. I mean, have you seen me? They'll let me in. But like, what this, does that this mean? guy's pretty cool. Like, oh, I thought you were gonna be like, look how foreign I look. I'm like, what? <laughs> Whoa. Don't let me in. <laughs> why? I want to know why. Because I'm a beast. You're done talking now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and Lena's gonna start talking again. Yeah, just cut cut him off. <laughs> yes, sir. So, Lena, you said you wanted to work with animals. Yes. So. That's news to me. I told you. I. You just don't listen. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much, well, you Alex. Talk, you talk to my sister a lot, so you're already working with animals. <laughs> Keep it up, That's Alex. Fucked up. <laughs> I actually so your aunt mm-hmm. Ashley, she Alex's aunt Ashley, she um, introduced me to my cat Nugget, um, and he was just a stray outside of her house eating out of the trash. And ever Cat's since a fucking crackhead, no, yeah, a total crackhead. Ever since I chopped his balls off. Alex's mom isn't Ashley. No, aunt, aunt, aunt. Ashley, Ashley, Ashley squared. Ashley squared. <laughs> Ashley 2.0. Shout out to Ashley, Ashley. Ashley, Ashley. Um, I want to tell. No, mind. You continue. I'll tell, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell a story later. <laughs> but um, ever since then, I've wanted to like make a section of my nonprofit be an animal sanctuary. So any strays um, that are around, then I take them in for domesticated animals. Well, for any animal, like domesticated animals, like like we were talking about, cats and dogs, they are <clears throat> not. What's the what's the term? You don't eat them. What do you mean? No. What are you talking about? They're they're feral. You're taking in Ravenous. feral. Um, Rabies. Like animals that are don't technically, belong here. Uh, but- in, invasive. Invasively invasive urban. species, yes. So we and Jake were talking, and he was like, yeah, cats and dogs are an invasive species, blah, blah, blah. And Ashley was telling me about how in West Virginia, especially, um, stray cats is a really big issue because they met, they kill birds, they kill chipmunks, they kill squirrels, they mm. um, disrupt their, our environment. And so I would take <clears throat> stray dogs and cats in or any other animal and provide like hospitalization or anything like that, and like possibly develop like an adoption center. What about tigers? Bro, totally. I'll take them in. My and own birds pets. Birds of prey. We'll be you're, the new tiger king. You're going to be a tiger king? A tiger queen. Correction. I will put a bullet right between your fucking eyes. <laughs> I feel like that could be you. Your hair's getting <clears throat> you, you there. You bitch. <laughs> your hair's starting to look like that guy. Just needs a mullet. Uh, well, fuck, what was his name? Business in the front, party in the back. What? <laughs> <laughs> What was his name? Who? Tiger King. Uh, I don't know his real name. Yeah, Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. of course that's... Is that his real name? Fuck yeah, it is. Joe Exotic. He's running for Oklahoma governor. <laughs> is he really? He was. He's in jail now. <laughs> Carol Baskin. I could Carol be in the new Carol Baskin. Dude, so she's like be? the most hated person. No, that's not who I want to be. I hate that bitch. Watching that made me so angry. I actually only watched like one episode. Why, why did it make you angry? Because she's such a shady... I didn't oh my see God. it. No, she was like, she's that person. Like, I'm not saying Joe Exotic is great at all. I'm not saying that. But like, in like, if you look at it like this, like Joe Exotic was like all right, but then she was like the evil villain who disguises herself as like this perfect person. She's like the Ghislaine like, Maxwell to uh, Jeffrey Epstein. 
yeah, I don't know what that means. She's but yeah, just, she's, sure. wait, why do you mean? She's to like, a degree. The ma- yeah, wait, what do you mean you don't know what that means? I don't but know But she's, what any she's of that more means. of an Epstein than a Maxwell. Yeah. I, I never caught up with that story. Me neither. Jeffrey Epstein, really? Can we talk about you and me right now? We're going to we're gonna rant about you, Jeffrey you Epstein. Do you didn't watch Epstein? Yeah, did you watch Please the fill me in. Did Educate you, me. Okay, so, so Jeffrey Epstein was this multi-millionaire. No AMC one really to knows, the moon. No one really knows how he got his money, right? I know how he got his fucking Well, no, money. we all know how he got his money, no, but he like... He started up as an associate for a hedge fund. He yeah. had a mentor who was the head of a hedge fund. Well, that's the thing. And then, but the thing was, slowly by time, he started getting involved with all these celebrities, which is making more money. He even also claimed that he earned an estate. He was given a whole estate in New York City by the owner of of, uh, of Victoria's Secret. And slowly... And Victoria then they, herself? No, but you're <laughs> a dumb idiot. What's her secret? <laughs> What's, what's Victoria's secret? Um, anyway, so then um, there, there's this whole uncovered story that came out that he was him and Ghislaine Maxwell, who was like his buddy, his like partner in crime. They were abducting like... Weren't abducting, 12, coercing. Yeah, they were coercing 12 through like 17 year olds to come to his island because he owned a private island to come to his island and they would keep them there and hold them captive. Think and about they would the rape and molest them of a private <gasps> island. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, this he, hap- w- he yeah. wouldn't rape and molest them. He acted as so. Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell had a huge infrastructure because of his networking. Mm. He was in with like not the big people whose names you hear, the people who are so big that you don't hear their names. They pay money so that you never find out who they are. Yeah, these are big fucking people. He has an island in the South Pacific. Um, I forget where it was. It, it was it's if, a decent-sized island, but it's, again, his island. It's surrounded by international waters. Mm-hmm. No government has control over him and what he's doing. No one can get out there to check on him. So he has this whole, pretty much a resort set up where billionaires from all around the world come and visit his island, and he has, you know pedophiles disneyland oh, yeah keep in mind keep in mind the C- bill clinton took a plane to his island 26 times yep he would have all these there's a, there's a whole flight log there's a whole flight log bill clinton was on that list um let's see who else uh, a bunch of actors like epstein, chris, epstein chris gets tucker arrested. was on that list epstein gets arrested <gasps> and fucking You're bill and melinda lying. gates get divorced in 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 2007 he was even arre- he was arrested and, and uh and as, as a convicted pedophile, and he was only put on probation, but yet he's he was so wealthy and had connections so great that he was able to just come and go as he pleased. Like he would basically just sleep in his jail cell in quote overnight, and then leave for work purposes. But he was basically just going wherever he went. He was taking planes and jets to his island. He was going to these like millionaire parties. He was even meeting up and and, and sending death threats and finding out who these women were after they escaped his island and changed their name, their whole identity, where they moved. And they would like walk out one morning outside and there'd be a note being like, or or someone would pull them into an alley randomly and be like, (coughs) we know who you are. We know where to find you. Now keep in mind, sorry, before you finish up, because I want you to finish this. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. When Epstein was caught, keep in mind, Epstein isn't a billionaire that you need to worry about. He has an island that facilitates billionaires. Epstein was the very first loose thread that we started to get to pull on to see this, the the infrastructure of this like shadow cabal hiding behind the scenes 
in doing all of this, running pretty much a global organized sex trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a sex trade in the sense that like, oh, there's prostitutes. I mean, again, these are billionaires. These are heads of state, heads of country, heads of businesses, corporations. And they're trafficking 15-year-olds. Exactly. Um, so you see how inflammatory that could be to someone's image, especially a leader. So as soon as that thread gets pulled, I mean, Epstein hung himself in his cell. It's. Do you think he did that? No, I don't think. Okay, he did cool. That. Are you yeah. Kidding me? I was wondering Good. if he ever got like shanked because if you when you, you go to prison, no, no, he went. He went to prison. When he went to prison, he was there overnight waiting to basically get for his hearing. Well, all of a sudden, this one night, no guards are all of a sudden like the guard has to like step out to use the bathroom. All the cameras stop working. The ones that are working are pointed in a different direction. In a matter he, of 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. And he's found dead in his cell from strangulation. And they just, just they basically determined it as, oh, he hung himself. Okay, so that's oh, totally six, planned. A six foot when two you, when, man. When you go to, oh, go ahead. No, when you go to prison and you get class, they call, it a, they call you a cholo or a chomo or some type of slang word. If you get that label to you, you're pretty much already dead. Well, I don't yeah, think he, everybody he, else hates you. It's not there's, cholo. There's, cholo is a term of endearment. <laughs> whatever. Um, there's like high level crimes like fucking tax evasion. You can murder people. You can yeah. you can literally kill ten people, and you you won't be as hated as if you're a pedophile. You're actually not even that bad compared to someone who touches a, l- if a child. If you're a pedophile or a kid killer, you're at the bottom of a totem pole in prison. Yeah, but and you're going to die. If you're the face of a shadow organization, that's ex- exactly it. Though that's where Epstein might as well have. Killed himself by shooting himself in the back of the head twice. Yeah, but how does a six foot two man who's like almost two hundred pounds hang himself from a bunk bed in a jail, which is as tall as me? Like that, that how and and you can't purposefully strangle yourself. Your body will will stop you from doing that. And so they just just they chalked it up to oh well he he killed him he hung himself. I don't th- I think it was either planned or like you know something else happened. And who's to say that the 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 Security guards and all these higher ups aren't in on it because yeah. he would have been. Well, they are, except they are. The uh, thing, the thing is, they are, they're too low down to have an understanding of it. So they're just getting paid to do this. Hey, we'll give you ten thousand bucks if you turn a blind eye. Yeah. But the the thing is, again, and what the the veil has been drawn so far over everybody's eyes that now, again, that was the first loose thread we got to see of this organization, mm-hmm. and now. You can see these are the same people at the very tops of fucking like Disney owns CNN. Yeah. Whoever the fuck owns Disney is making a lot of fucking money. Uh, this I'm using this as an example. I'm not accusing Disney of anything. Um, I could be. I that, love could be I mean, Walt, that could be a whole. Fucking I mean, there's podcast, the whole rumors about Walt Disney being a being a Nazi. So well, there's far more rumors about Disney. Well, than the, that. but my my whole proof. point my whole point being is that these people are in control. I, I don't have the names and I don't know what they're in control of, but the media, the government, corporations are all playing on the same level field at the same advantages of each other. And what you see is people get very focused on how they can make a change in their country or in their world and they focus on that um, at a spectrum that they, they feel is going to make a change against the people like Epstein's. Mm. Well, um, he was, he'd be the protesting f- through the street will never pull Epstein off of his island 300,000 miles away. That's where yeah. the only way to tackle this is from the very top down. And we don't know where the top is because we're so focused on the middle levels. 
Well, this yeah, that's why I think they just had him killed because they it would have just created a whole. They have us in a cycle. If I go disappear and you know I was fucking right, man. Okay, what? <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is if he would have been caught and like that he didn't kill himself, this would have created an entire like, like it would have just broken down the system and all these people would have been revealed. But this is also the problem when it comes to serious issues like this, especially in America, is that like one, okay, well, you two like, did you hear about the story from memes, right? Is that how you heard the story? Like, you just saw, like, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself as a meme? No, no I, I, I saw it on the documentary on Netflix. Okay. I didn't watch it, though. Okay, so, like, basically, that's the thing is, it was basically Jeffrey didn't, like, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That was, like, a meme for, like, a solid week or a couple months. And then all of a sudden, the story just goes away and nobody cares anymore. That's been, like, what, two years? And we've, you would think that this would be national news and keeping up with Ghislaine Maxwell's, like, sentencing and her arrest and all that would be not breaking news and continuously cycling through the 24-hour news cycle that we have. But all of a sudden, nope, but Chris no way. Pratt, Chris Pratt tells people to start praying and believing in God, and he gets canceled, and it's all the media can talk about. Yeah, it's all yeah because they're onto the new thing. But we're removing those- God, mm. and we're starting fights amongst our people so that they we don't care about the other shit. We're breeding ignorance, and it needs to be stopped. And there's we're almost at a point where we can't stop it because of the way these stories get swept under the brush. Under yeah. the rug. Yeah. It, no, it, it's very true, though. It's like it was popular for a couple of weeks and the documentary came out, but now nobody talks about it anymore. You would think that this many one percenters and people who are running our country or boarding a plane to go to a place that is now called Pedophile Island would be bigger news. But no, <laughs> we're letting them still it's run because, the world. It's because news stations are nothing more than businesses and they well, profit they, off yeah. viewers. The so they try to find stories that will piss off their Listen viewers. to this. Yeah. The, only so news groups, exactly. the only news groups that are not owned by a corporation, there's a corporation called News Corp. That is the only company that still produces, like on a large scale, real news. Fox and the Wall Street Journal. They own those two. Everything else is controlled by Disney, Time Warner Cable. Mm-hmm. It's it's so. You think Fox is wait, real wait, news? Wait, wait, wait. You think Fox is real news? Fox. I don't watch Fox, but that no, not, Fox is not real it's news. Not. It's the most right wing fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire Just life. Just because it's right wing doesn't mean it's wrong. Just no. because it's left wing doesn't mean it's wrong. Okay, yeah. you yes, need to but be they, able to sift through facts for yourself. No, I do. I'm able to do that. But what I mean by that is Fox Has an will take a story and and tell it in a way that it makes. CNN look bad. It makes liberals look bad. CNN will tell that same story. No, wait, listen. CNN will tell the same will tell the same story, but in a way that makes uh, conservatives or Republicans look bad. And they, see how they, the media has this in an entropic cycle of battling each other. That's why you don't. Oh, no. mm-hmm. there's, there's a Canadian... There's some news channel out of Canada that does news on American news, and they only do news. They don't... Well, they that's don't, how England does the news. Yeah, the they UK, don't adhere to any They literally parties. just read the news. The only site that I use for my news is Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera. A L G. Jesus. A L J. A Z E E R A. Al Jazeera is international global news. It's unbiased in every it says sense. Arabic. Yeah. Oh, is it the one with the logo with like the little flame? Yeah. Yeah, that I've seen that before. But the thing with the media is they this is will. This Arabic. Well, you can get it in English. There's no English. <laughs> wait, go, okay, wait, go ahead. While they're reading Arabic news, go the, ahead. The thing about the media is they'll pick and choose what they put out. They'll, oh, yeah. like, if there's, like, a humanitarian crisis going on in the other half of the world, fuck that. We're not going to release that. And what the sad thing is, is, like, I'll be on Instagram and I'll just be scrolling and I'll see all these tragic things happening all over the world with, like, Shakjara and um, 
India and um, experiencing COVID and all these things, but like I don't see that on any news platform. Yeah, and I mean, like, we hear about oh the the overwhelming oppression of the gays that's happening right now. First off, fuck off. That ended six years ago. Second off, you don't hear about the oppression of the untouchables in India. Exactly. Yeah. Or any other or, or anyone, any other or anyone in anything. Hong Kong. Yeah. Or the or the supreme or the super racism that goes on in like in Asian countries against like black people or any other race. South Africa is really did bad. Did you know for that. did you know that uh this is kind of like minorly off topic, but did you know that they actually for the new Star Wars movies when they were first coming out, they changed the poster and put the character Finn who is African American, they put him in the back of the poster, very small in Asian countries when the movie was going to where the uh, it was going to be released like in China. Yeah, he said something about they that. They made they made him so small because if they made him if they said he was a main character like on the poster, they knew that People in those countries wouldn't see it because they know that the Chinese hate black people. Yeah, not all. Okay, what? not everybody knows. Not the all the Chinese. Not people. all the Chinese. So if you're Chinese and you're listening to this, I'm not saying you are, but majority, yes. Yeah, he said he got mad at Disney publicly yeah. about it. I saw he that refused interview. to work for him anymore. Oh, dude, I loved his new his most recent interviews where he's like, I think someone asked him, he's like, so do you think you'd ever be like in a spinoff Star Wars on like a Disney Plus? And he goes, and he literally was like. Fuck no! Fuck, fuck no! You're not gonna Disney t- Disney Plus fuck me. I'm those done. Bloody <laughs> well, let me, guys. So fuck on those a blokes. Completely different topic. I'm gonna go on a two minute monologue real quick. I gotta go on a two minute. What's new? Because it's about fucking Star Wars, man. Okay, say something. He so, just watched uh, Revenge of the Sith fucking 14 years after it came out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm done talking about Star Wars. You, go ahead. Yeah. Let me tell you that the adventures of Luke Skywalker pale in comparison to the tragedy of Anakin. Okay. All of Star Wars, the entire story you can tell Wait, was completely built around Anakin's life and his story and how it, the tragedy of his life it has nothing to do with Luke Skywalker. Are you being, are you being okay? Are you I'm being 100 percent serious. I gotta, I gotta, All of Star Wars is completely about Anakin. Okay. Me, yes. Hold on. But hold on. Hammer, but but right, okay. So are you telling me that the prequels are good movies? I'm telling you that the prequels. Ex- exceed the original yes no, by a thousand you're, you're how, how? You're okay dumb. what okay you're what, in what order you're did dumb. you watch the star wars movies so i've watched the first like the first three that ever came out episodes four five and six watch first right all my entire life i've seen those okay. probably all of them then, four or five okay times. then those movies uh, being great movies how can you how i didn't can say you they weren't wa- great movies okay but how can you watch the prequels and say yes those are great too the acting is fucking atrocious george lucas has totally forgotten how to be a writer a filmmaker have you seen the behind the scenes videos of him directing where he forgot when to say action or cut so he told his assistant saying just say action or cut because I'll forget I'm not talking about the quality of the movies I'm talking about the storyline I know but the storyline is shit the storyline is garbage of snow the prequels and even the newest and the sequel trilogy ruined fucking Star Wars that's because it's not about Star Wars it's a love story between Padme and Anakin I have the high ground did you buy buy that love story I adored that love story that was was a tragedy that's why he turned into Darth Vader I will never he did it to protect Padme and he was Padme I will never he let the dark ever. side control him. Never, if, if you recommend his a mind movie, was twisted by Palpatine. If you, that, I didn't even buy that. Did you buy the relationship? That acting was so wooden and garbage. I didn't even buy I it as a real relationship. Acting. That's how you get. But Mark into the Hamill story. playing Luke that's Skywalker is so much more no. shit compared to Hayden Christensen but playing that's not, Anakin. Okay, but that should show you that the plot of the movie, the focal point of the films, was lost during the idea of the prequels. That was the whole fucking point. The point of Why do you Star think they Wars came out with one, two, and three? First? <laughs> Lena's just over here doing her own thing. Sorry, four, five, and six about. first. 
first. I because don't back then in the day, they weren't labeled four, five, and six. They were labeled Star Wars. And then the second one was Empire Strikes Back. The third one was just Return of the Jedi. And then George Lucas got his ass. Then George Lucas goes, "Wait, I can monetize off of this." Shut your fucking mouth. George <laughs> Lucas goes, "I can monetize <laughs> off of this series," and he creates one, two, and three, which are these garbage, wooden, shitty excuses for movies that people think are good, and they have completely forgotten what makes an actual good, engaging film. And I'm sorry if you think the prequel, like Star Wars movies, are decent films, and you buy that because I watched those movies when I, I remember sitting in the theater during like Revenge his of the Sith, is popping. being 11 years old saying this is fucking garbage this is garbage i was furious and that I, is that is your opinion that is my okay that is <laughs> well, your yes, opinion's that is, wrong your well my opinion, opinion let me let me let me justify my opinion because i understand i i was I'm mad right now when i first saw uh so phantom menace was the the quote-unquote very first star wars movie that's episode one the you could tell the cg in that that comes out brand new I didn't like that was so uncomfortable for me to watch and the acting again it is it's not monotone but it's not emotional um, you're not able to really but do you, do you but do but you no, think, no, 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 my point but being, I have a question about the dialogue though but do you think that that dialogue is meant to sound that way or do you think that it had a just lazy director who doesn't who forgot how to make movies the, I think he the put entire, in a lot of good Easter eggs so the exactly that the entire movie, point though. of the prequels was to introduce the story of Anakin and Padme and how Luke came to be the tragedy of Anakin and the Jedi, the fall of the Jedi, and it pretty much gives you the entire history of the Star Wars universe that you were already introduced to. I mean, you even get to you get to see fucking Jango Fett and how he was the original clone, and then you see his little son in the corner watching him die, and then, oh, who's that? That grows up to be fucking Boba Fett. That's everybody's favorite character when you first fucking see the third Star Wars movie. And it's, it's I mean, like yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, but, but wasn't it more intriguing when you watched that movie as a kid? You like it, just this, like this. Pew, pew. That's what that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all just Lasers. lightsabers and stuff. No, no, no. But I'm saying what I'm saying is your imagination is so much more powerful than anything someone can put to screen, right? So when when you actually when you have Obi Wan Kenobi explaining to Luke Skywalker that he was like he was a dear friend and he was the greatest Jedi ever and he he could have done all these great things. But he fell to the dark side. But then you see the prequels, and Anakin Skywalker is a fucking brat. Tell me one scene in that movie where he's not whining, saying, "There, he's jealous. I'm better. I'm gonna be powerful. I'm gonna be so much better." And also, when when Anakin and the the, the plot holes are what drives me crazy. So how? Okay. So do Anakin, you think that maybe you were too old when you watched it and you lost your your I'm six? Your, maybe you were too old. <laughs> when was the last time you watched the prequels? I watch them because it the sounds time. like you just you went way too deep into the plot and just forgot about the pew pew lightsabers. Because, because I understand, no, I understand your argument about not liking it for we'll its acting or for cinematography. No, but, but let the storyline is what makes it. Let me get back to him though. That it is it is t- as as a film buff. That's how I watch movies though. Mm. Like I watch movies to be emotionally invested. Show me a story. I don't like watching movies to see a pew pew, to see a bang bang. <laughs> I think the Fast and the Furious movies are garbage. I think the Transformers yeah, movies Yeah, after after 2 I they, think, they I think the Transformers movies are basically a, are are the diarrhea of Hollywood. Tokyo I, Fast, <laughs> Fast and Furious really, got way too cheesy. I really fucking hate movies that are only and grand they have their own audience. That's totally fine. But Top I really, 5 movies. I 
ever? Justify yourself. Hold on. The only movie I, <laughs> the only sequel I've ever watched as a child okay. and then actually anticipated the second movie 20 years later was The Incredibles. And I was not yeah, disappointed. Okay. I love that. Facts. Incredible Woman had a fucking wagon on her. But is that what made the movie good? Yeah. Okay, that's why I'm not going <laughs> to talk to you about filmmaking. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Bad Nights at the El Royale? No, I have not. Or Bad Times at the El Royale? Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? That movie yes. Hold was on. What so do you think good. about that movie? I love that movie. If you want my opinion, I, okay. Think, okay. I think, hold on. I think Quentin Tarantino is the last actual, is the last filmmaker we no, have. No, that, ex- that explains... Christopher Nolan. That explains the difference then, because I watched that movie and I fucking hated it until the you, last 10 minutes. Why did you hate because it? Because I wasn't engaged. Real okay, you weren't because, because you you look at things. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. No, you look at the plot and you listen to every word and you and you actually pay attention to the story. I yes. do to an extent, but it's got to it's got to catch my, my attention. My with the first time thirty Hollywood minutes. And Hateful Eight weren't good. Until the last the ten minutes. minutes when Brad Pitt threw a fucking can okay, at that bitch and her face dented okay, but, in that was the best part. My okay, but the, yeah, what I like about a movie, what I love about a movie is the character development, the dialogue, or the charisma that two characters can have together. The dialogue, I like the memes. Sharon Tate, like. Sharon Tate was yeah well uh, Margot Robbie Robbie did a great job as Sharon Tate um, because like that's how I look at movies too I want to get emotionally invested into a storyline whether it's Mm. a trilogy or just one movie if if a director can pack that into one movie that's amazing what are uh, obviously asking for your most is like unfathomable but what are your top three you think most powerful movies? Forrest Gump. Mm, Forrest Gump's to... powerful. Movie. Like uh, Forrest Gump. Most powerful. That movie made me cry. Interstellar. Let him speak. Interstellar. Too. I know, right? Seven Pepper Ryan. I'm trying to think of my most powerful. I'm really just. I, it's it's hard for me to think of like individual movies. But when uh, I can identify film, yeah, Forrest Gump to this day is my number one favorite movie. I like Forrest Gump. Oh, Bubba, no. I like <laughs> something bit me. Gen- Doctors no. called a Yo, million dollar can wound. We just, can we talk about how much of a whore? Army must keep that money because I ain't never seen a penny sucks. of it. Dude, oh, okay, bye, Forrest. I'll be back when I have AIDS and you're a billionaire shrimp farmer. She got, <laughs> she got AIDS and died. I was like, good for her. I was like, good. This she deserved. Forrest deserved better. For, oh my god, but that movie made me so. I know. <laughs> my mom gave me this book, and it was like Lieutenant Dan ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> my mom gave me this book, and it's like a book of Forrest Gump isms, and it's, it's like all the definitions of like the things that Forrest Gump says, and like what they really mean. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. But but what? What what who what movies did Christopher Nolan? I watched one. The recent. Dark Knight trilogy. The Dark Yeah, okay, that makes and sense. It's Inception. The Dark Knight trilogy. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Inception. If you're telling me the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises Hi. are two of the greatest movies I'll ever. I'll high made. five you for that. That's right. Dark Knight is amazing. Does this movie. not sound like the Joker? Like, don't even look. But do I really look like a guy with a plan? Sounds like no. Not, you not do. Heath you Ledger. did it better when we all weren't looking at you. I also, I think my favorite. Hold I on, think, my sorry, favorite. After Heath Ledger died, they should have never made another Joker. Obviously, Ooh, but well, my favorite scene that. in Hold that on. movie is when he looks at Harvey Dent, and Harvey Dent starts freaking out, and he's just, just like, "Hi, hi." <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no, I will talk about that too. Did you see Suicide Squad? <laughs> nope, I'm not gonna ever bring myself to watch that until the new Good. one comes. I don't, have you I seen? don't watch. Suicide. I liked it. I thought it was cool. You probably liked it because Margot Robbie is in it. No, hold on. Why why did you like that movie? Because I could watch Margot Robbie's shovel dog shit and it would be a great movie. 
All right, okay, that's why I shouldn't ask you. Right. Never mind. Not, <laughs> He's gonna, a child. I don't want to hear shit from her because every time Matthew McConaughey's on the screen, she practically has an orgasm. <laughs> they keep getting older. He goes, all right, all right, all right. All right. Yo, Let you me s- tell you this. <laughs> True Detective. The older you do get. <laughs> True God, Detective season one. Season one. Season one. Season one. I'm not going to watch it, though. No shade of Vince Vaughn. L-I-V-I-N. Woody Harrelson in... I love Woody Harrelson. Matthew no. McConaughey, main characters in the TV <laughs> show, True Detective. And it's not just, oh, True Detective. They tie in fucking Lovecraft and Eldritch Horrors yeah. into a crime mystery. Top five actors. Isn't Woody Harrelson, Ben Stiller, wait, wait, Matthew whoa, McConaughey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller is fucking slept on. How is, how is ben so funny? How is Ben? I created myself. <laughs> Tom ben Hardy is nobody makes me bleed my heart. Tom Hardy, number four. Ben Stiller stopped being funny in 2002. Are you fucking kidding me? He's still fucking me? funny. What has he done lately that's so fucking funny? Ben, what have ben you done lately that's so fucking funny? Literally made you laugh like yeah. th- today. Alex made me laugh today too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also not. Guy. I'm also guess what? I'm also not a professional. Why? Actor well, hold on. Comedian. Why are you limiting their potential and their comedic value based on what year it was? Uh, to me, he's great because he's fucking slept on. He's funny. He's a fun guy. Ben Stiller. Have you seen him in Billy Madison? He goes, you are you will go to sleep or I will put you not Billy Madison Happy Gilmore he goes you will go to sleep or I will put you to sleep Okay, yeah. Back in when did that movie come out? Nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah, it's still funny. I mean, he was. Doing Have you ever like seen Dodgeball, Dodgeball the underdog of, story? How is Matt, he one of How is he one of the best actors on the planet? Blazer. Because he was funny two times. Blazer. He's not playing a character. He's playing Ben Stiller. Exactly, dude. That's not acting. You're if you want to say, if, wait, no, listen, hold on. If you want to say, I dare you to ben shit Stiller, on Night at the Museum. If you want to say, I love that movie. If you want to say Ben Stiller is just funny, but you can't say Ben Stiller is one of the best actors in the world when he was funny two times. I didn't times say he was one of the best. He's did. one of my best no, actors. You said one of the best Top actors five favorite. It's there, your favorite though. Yeah. For why? Because he's funny, <laughs> man. Why? Have you ever <laughs> seen <laughs> Dodgeball? Yeah, that's, that's what sold it for I me. I laughed at that movie when Where I was like nine years old. I still laugh at it. Nobody makes me. I created myself. You are nine years old. <laughs> yeah. Still funny. There Watched it a year ago. Still funny. Hold on, Lena. I'm not done yelling. Oh I'm God. still going to quote Ben Stiller until I think of a what quote. What are your other favorite actors, There needs ben? to be order to this. We'll go around the table in a counterclockwise motion, starting with Andrew, and we'll each give our top five favorite actors. <laughs> got it. Andrew? That was a nice melatonin it, to this conversation. Okay. Top Okay, so I, okay, shy. no, the, top five. <laughs> I can't give. <laughs> I can't give one to five because to me they're all the same. So, yeah, just so top favorites. five, they're all the same. Yeah, back level. that away from his face. <laughs> Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey, Ben Stiller. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Vince Vaughn is kind of slept on. Vince um, Vaughn, Heath Ledger slept on. I also am gonna keep going because even though he's kind of a prick, uh, Mel Gibson's pretty cool. Um. Dude, um, you can take our lives. I do. I do but like. But you can never take our freedom. I do like Tom really Hanks, but I think he's over commercialized at this point. Um, and is Tom Hanks ever won? No, he did win Best Actor. Oh, and Leo. Le- oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, no, top <clears throat> Liam Neeson. Top, no, okay, no. B- above all else, what's the guy? What's the German in Django? What's oh, his name? Uh, Christopher, Christopher Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Waltz? Best actor ever. He's he is. Good. He plays the most delicious bad guy. Delicious. He's tasty. Have you ever seen Inglorious Bastards? I've seen, yeah. You're That's hiding under movie. the floorboards, aren't you? That's a great scene. That is a gr- oh. Like if you don't want to watch that, just watch that one scene. And like you just see like the dude's tear rolling down his face and he's like, yes. Great fucking movie. Eli Roth is the bear Jew. And I also yeah. think, I also think Brad Pitt is. Brad Pitt's great. 
People say he's a bad actor. He's kind of he's Who says Fight Club is one a good of the actor. best three movies Fight ever made. Club is amazing. I We're love Daniel. One thing, one thing only. Killing Nazis. Killing Nazis. I want my scalps. Rule number one of Fight Club. <laughs> Do not talk about Fight Club. I haven't seen that movie. I've seen bits of it. You, you need to watch Fight it. Fight Club, Andrew, Andrew keeps calling me schizophrenic. If you want to understand how my fucking mind works, watch Fight Club. Read really the did. book, The Human Animal. Wait, you're... <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, fucking... Have you ever you... seen Shot Collar? Nope. No, uh, I have not. Okay, whatever. Never mind. Yeah, anyways. What's your top five? Uh, We're going counterclockwise. Okay, what's your top five? Um, <laughs> I forgot Lena was here, bro. We're all getting too fucking what? passionate. We got all really hot. I was trying to talk, you, but you're you talking over speak me. Because he got angry and it made me angry. Because you anyway, bashing Ben angry. Stiller. He created himself. Sorry, I didn't mean to bash your boyfriend, Ben Stiller. Dude, he's oh, so fucking Okay, before great. I list my fa- favorite actors, I would like to say I agree with Alex because there are certain act, there are certain people who act that can only play the same character over and over and over like again. Like that fucking guy in Ozark? That's right. Oh, Jason Bateman? He plays the same dude in every movie. But Jason Bateman is flawless. Well, he he flawless plays, at playing the same he, dude. Ex- he it's because he has 20 Bateman. years of practice playing the same dude. Yeah, he's a good yes. actor, but it's the same dude. Andrew, what doesn't <laughs> the actor? What makes a good actor isn't you an actor how now? well you can conform to a role. What makes a good actor really is how well you are in that role. Never hit the victim up. What front. makes Heath Ledger such an amazing makes him actor? All fuzzy. All right. Sorry, but Heath Ledger. Say your he, thing about Heath Ledger. He put himself into the mindset of a psychopath. Jason Bateman is that person. That's a natural role for him. Hayden Christensen was born to be Anakin Skywalker. No, he nothing wasn't. but yes, he was. Dude, he there is a danger. Dude, Anakin, we gotta rewatch. We're gonna rewatch. <laughs> we'll come back movie. to that. We'll come back. We're to gonna that. rewatch that movie together. I'm gonna be in the corner of the screen, just telling you every little thing. And we're gonna so check on He goes to school sucks. for this. He's an expert. I go to school for this. There's a danger with play, like getting too deep into an acting role. Like you can literally lose. That's what happened. Well, he that's Ledger. the danger with method acting. That's insane. why. Yeah, he, that's why he died because he he like he OD'd on like sleep medicine or something. There to are get ways to into that method role. act correctly, and there mm-hmm. are many yeah. ways to method act incorrectly. There, yes. I, we talked about it before, but in the Dark Knight specifically, I read an interview in the the scene where he slams that dude's pencil or head into the pencil. When they were filming that, he actually hit the guy on the table. That's how they filmed it, and then they just I did whatever they did with the pencil. But the second or third time they did that, he did it too hard to the guy, and he fell on the ground. Was actually hurt, and they interviewed that guy, and they he said that was the only time Heath actually came out of the Joker, and he asked me if I was okay, and that was all he said. Then he was immediately back in character, and he walked out of the room. Yeah, like um, that was the only time he ever came out of character because even on set he was the Joker. He would go and distance himself from everyone, then come back right before they hit action. Yeah, unlike Jared Leto, who just did weird shit for attention. Like he sent his co-stars like used condoms and like a dead what rat because he's like, oh, I gotta be the Joker. I gotta be crazy. But he just did weird shit on set, which is annoying to people. Like half those people. It's scary. And it's just not. It's not even. It's just weird. It's like, dude. <laughs> like imagine. Going, imagine like for them they're at work. Imagine being at work. And this dude is being so weird and sent in mailing you like used condoms. That's fucked And like up. a dead rat. You're like, bro, I'm just That's trying to disgusting. work here. Let me I, see this page. I wish Heath Ledger was still alive because I would love to watch an interview after the fact to where they just ask him everything about his role and like what was going on in his mind state and all that stuff. I think he's like one of the only actors ever to receive a best actor award after he died. 
Dude, he, he's Damn. fucking... Sorry, guys. I just shout out to Heath Ledger for not just The Dark Knight, but The Knight's Tale. I watched... That's a good movie. What about 10 Things I Hate About You? You're oh, that movie. That. Yeah, that's based off like a Shakespearean play. Which one is it? Do you know? Oh, oh, oh wow. wait. I've actually heard this. Isn't it Midsummer's yeah. Night Dream? Midsummer Night Dream. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever seen The Patriot with Mel Gibson and yeah. Heath Ledger? Yes. Yeah, you don't like that movie? Not really. I love that movie. All right, sorry, I love so, you know, What are your favorite five actresses, oh, actors? Yeah. Um, so first one always will always be Audrey Hepburn. Second, Rachel McAdams. Yo. <laughs> Bad bitch. I know. Yeah, she's hot. I should totally. Third. You don't even care about our acting skills. How d- me? Yeah. I can't like you with Margot Robbie, Margot bro. Robbie's such a great actress. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's great. She's Australian. Yeah, she's not. Dude, she's Australian. Dude, I'm sure she's Australian. She's Australian. She is good on in uh, in uh, Wolf on Wall Street though. She was in Wolf on yeah. when? You've yeah. never seen it. Yes, uh, I have. You told me you haven't seen Wolf. Yeah, I watched was, it a week ago. No, yeah, she's, she's that's she, why I told you stop trying to be Mary Kay. I'm trying to be Jordan Belfort. She's Jordan <laughs> Belfort's wife. Yeah. Have you seen Jordan Belfort's actual? Do you know wife? what she looks like? She's no. Ugh. Margot Robbie. Of course she is. Yeah. Not Jordan off the top of my head. Can you show him a picture? Because I don't think he remembers. You ever, I remember yeah. people showing me pictures of me deciding that I'm just not a fan. She is a biddy. Not gonna lie. Of who? Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Well, she's you never saw Suicide. She plays Harley Quinn. Ana de Armas is the most beautiful woman on the planet. Yeah, Harley Quinn is... Nope, can't do it. Eyebrows are too archy. <laughs> so thicky. You're looking at her eyebrows? Yep, it's the first fucking thing I saw. Wild, bro. Could, you, you got the three. Who's four and five? <laughs> four. Um, Matthew McConaughey. Hmm. Um, no, that's two. That's three now. Um, and then um, four, I think... Who's an actor that's made me cry a lot? I really like someone who's not heard of. I watched Gran Torino, and I oh, decided that great. Clint Eastwood. Clint, Clint Eastwood, yeah, he's really good. Fuck yeah, Clint Eastwood, man. <gasps> and oh my god, Julia Roberts. Oh my gosh, most versatile actress ever. Have you seen? You're gonna reference Eat, Pray, Love. Steel She's Magnolias. Not that versatile, but she does play herself well. She plays. She plays a bitchy middle-aged woman very well. Have you seen the Pelican Brief? Pelican Briefs. Is that vape or is You that need vape? to watch that. Vape. Pelican Briefs is insane. What's his name? Uh, Denzel uh, Washington? Denzel Washington. Oh! Yes. Denzel Washington, Julia Roberts, literally fucking insane. She's in that. Steel Magnolias made me sob my eyes out. I'm going to see it then. It's so I'll good. Give you the benefit of ben, the top five actors, go. Fuck. I just got done Hi, yelling at, I just got done yelling at Jake about Star Wars. This man tried to say the prequels were good. Prequels are better than the original. Yeah, I smoke weed, I get faded. <laughs> yeah, he's in the see, club. He's with me. You get to see Darth Maul. You get to see fucking Emperor Palpatine. The base, oh, no, 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 okay, everyone is talking at the same time. You get to see Mace Windu's purple lightsaber. Did you not? Which makes no fucking logical sense. Do you even understand the point of the lightsaber color? Why is why is Mace Windu's purple? Because he's the Jedi Master. No, he's, he's a Jedi Master, and the whole reason. No, black. listen. That is, <laughs> you want to know the real reason why he's lights? No, listen. Do you, do you want to know why his lightsaber is purple? Because because literally because they asked him. It to be. Yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson went. I like purple. <laughs> That's what I would say too. No, but Samuel listen, Jackson can whatever he it wants. Defeats the per- I'm gonna sound like a total fucking nerd right now, but the d- the purpose of the colored lightsabers shows <laughs> purity. Bl- blue means that you're a Jedi Knight, like you're a warrior, and then green means that you have reached the the top level of being in- inept with the Force, like you are more powerful with the Force. But the the blue one means that you're more of a warrior. But 
One, I don't understand how the Phantom Menace is your favorite part because Darth Maul is such a useless character. Like, he has no lines of dialogue, he sits, he stands there and looks intimidating. What is the purpose of giving him a double-sided lightsaber? He kills Qui-Gon! Who was, who was important for about, what, 20 minutes of the film, who had zero character whatsoever? Who and trained Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and adopted Anakin Skywalker? You don't see him train Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're just told that. Like the rest of the movie, <laughs> everything is just spoon-fed to you because people are fucking dumb. My and they salsa. Need, they literally need, they literally need the, the script spoon-fed to the actors. Yes, oh, I trained him. Oh, okay, now I know. I I'll adopt the boy. With. And get off my ass where if someone says the Phantom Menace is their favorite... Let's That's ruin fair. the force. The Phantom Menace hold isn't on. the best. Player. Let's hold on. Let's ruin. Let's ruin the force. The Phantom Menace ruins what the force is. The force was almost like something that someone could meditate. It was something that anyone could reach. Like it was basically like a level of meditation. No. Instead, let's make the force science. Now you're born with it or you're not. And now there's like a count, a midichlorian. Midichlorians. Count. Bro. Midichlorian count. So now you have like if you're, this is in your bloodstream, you're this special. Go fuck yourself, but man. In, in the the no, force no, because, was like a limit. Of, the, of, of something that anyone could reach. Anyone could be special. No, it wasn't. Because yes, that's what the original Force was. No, because one, you needed to have a midichlorian count to do it. And second, <laughs> after after Order 66, when Palpatine no, destroyed all of the Jedi... No, 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 right no, 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 because... Fucking, if you're going to talk about the Force in the original, like, episodes 4, original 5, and 6... Original trilogy. Call it the original trilogy. Don't say 4, 5, The only seven. person... Oh, the only person they introduced, aside from later on, Yoda and Luke becoming a Jedi, the only person who had any knowledge of the Force or any idea of how to use it was Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. The reason why that happened was because since all the Jedi did It die, is the history of the Force. In, in A New Hope, in A New Hope, though, the Jedi were extinct, and it was basically like a myth. No one really knew of these stories. It's so... Uh, obviously... But I'm saying the story of the original trilogy could have been anyone if this could happen. That's what you're supposed to do. When you're watching a movie, you're supposed to put yourself in the hero's shoes and be like, I could be like that guy. That's the that's the point of the movie. If you watch any of those old movies, when you watch the Goonies, you're like, I want to be one of the Goonies. I love the Goonies. Well, you, yeah, right? It's a great movie. But like, you can. When you just... Hey, you guys. That's Evan. Dude, Sloth, <laughs> Sloth is amazing, man. But when you chalk it up to just, uh, just one big science explanation in two sentences... It kind of ruins the magic of the original trilogy. Well, when you just take a blood sample from someone. How do you someone. feel about the the last the latest three, with Ray and? I don't count. They don't count. They don't count. They don't fucking count. That's kind of how Have I feel. Have you about even the seen them, dude? Where you watched the last the 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 prequels within the last week? And now you're all you're a Star Wars expert now. Yeah, I am because I fucking paid attention. Andrew. I paid attention too. I watched them all. I just yeah, so asked I. him a question. No, hold on, hold on. Uh, I enjoyed, God! I enjoyed, I enjoyed the seventh one. One, because, but I will admit that a lot of that has to do with nostalgia. Because the last time that I actually, I watched the prequels. That was I Rogue mean, One, right? No, uh, no, 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 no. That was, uh. Oh, that, that was, was the one where they introduced Ray. Yeah. So, I enjoyed that, but I will admit I saw it in the theater. I was super excited. And while I was watching it, I felt so nostalgic. So nostalgic, I'll admit this, that when the title was crawling and the, the, the. <gasps> Title came up. I literally almost cried because I oh. and I wanted it to be so good. I wanted it to be so good, and I I genuinely love Star Wars. And it took me back to being like five, four or five years old when I saw the original trilogy on VHS in my fucking loft for the first time, and that made me so happy. That is one big reason why I did like the seventh one. On rewatch, there are a lot of plot holes and there are some things that don't make sense. But as the series went on, they did make they like. They, 
I don't know. Like, it just didn't... They kind of went off the rails. For one, Disney didn't have a plan when they were creating the new trilogy. Disney the didn't have trilogy. a plan, but they certainly had an agenda. Well, yeah, to sell move, sell movies. <laughs> to, to marketing. That's what, But honestly, keep in mind, why is any movie ever made? To sell movies. But that's why the prequels were made. The prequels weren't made as... A I don't think... I genuinely don't think that, that, that there was a... You know, you... I don't want to trash talk George Lucas too much because I understand maybe he did try. Maybe this was the story he wanted to tell. I'm not happy with the story. No, the that story was, told. was of Anakin. He even came out and said, "I wanted Star Wars to be about the tragedy of Anakin." The, that doesn't never, mean that he, Ray Skywalker that, was never even mentioned until fucking like a few years ago. Well, that was the point. I mean, to be okay, we'll put this in perspective. Like the way you're looking at the new trilogy, that's how the original. That's how the prequels went to the original trilogy. The original trilogies are from the 70s and 80s. So that's how that's my reaction. Like to see. Well, hold on, hold on. Were planned before the originals came no, they out. Weren't. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. No, the they entire storyline was do you written think, up. Hold on. Shut the fuck up. Did you not listen to what I said ten minutes ago? When did I you said, not watch the originals? Guys, yeah. No. Listen. The, we're not actually getting mad. We're just passionate. No. Did you? No. Can't because tell. why? How, if it was so, you're saying George Lucas sat down and created a trilogy. Twenty years. And then over before. twenty years. He's like, now I'll make the prequels. Yes, because, no. dude, you can even... No. A single example that I can pull up... That's not what happened. the very top of my... Fucking Obi-Wan, if, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader in the very first... Uh, in, oh, a, in A New Hope. Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. <laughs> you, you can tell in the way they sense each other. In That's the way the they po- fight. They have the past. Now you need to understand the yeah, past. Yeah, I know what he says. So they he have says, to make the While movies. we last met, you were the master. He go, yeah, I know what he fucking says. He goes, when I left. C-3PO! Because, because... Anakin made Because C-3PO. they're referencing... Because the movie does... That story was never supposed to be told. This it, it wasn't... It's meant to just take place over these three movies. The Star Wars was not meant... Star Wars was not meant to be this huge, vast universe. No, George Lucas never meant to make the prequels because if he did mean to make the prequels, he probably would have also been more invested in making Emperor Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which he wasn't. He all, he only made A New Hope for one. And then he also semi-wrote Empire Strikes Back and semi-wrote Return of the Jedi. He did not fully write those films. He didn't direct them either because he needed help because the new, A New Hope was basically saved in editing because George Lucas barely knew what he was doing. He needed so much help from producers, his editor, and, a, and, a, and an assistant writer, and a director, who then took his place in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi to finish writing out the story, because he didn't know what he was doing. Well, how can you not with an entire universe? You're not... He, <laughs> George, Luke, George Lucas is not Tolkien. No, did you... Did you not hear anything? I heard you everything said? you said. But then you said that how did George Lucas twenty <clears throat> years later plan to write this whole master plan? You think this was a, a master plan that was made twenty years in the making? Or no, 30? but I'm saying it it opened up and it led open doors so that I dude, I watched fucking the prequels and then immediately started watching the next three. And the way that it all came full circle, you were able to see things in the first three movies that are loose ends that get tied up in the what, prequels. What are an example of loose com- ends? What was a loose end? Fucking, so, I mean, obviously, from the very first movie, they're building up to letting you know that, you know, uh, like Darth Vader is Luke's father. So yeah. the same way that, so fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi knows that, okay, Luke Skywalker right now, he's a little bit of a cuck. Like he's fucking green. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't even know about the force. 
So when they get tractor beamed into the Death Star for the very first time, and then you see Obi-Wan and Anakin having their final battle, which is completely, completely meaningless. That battle is meaningless, and Obi-Wan's death is meaningless, unless you, you understand... That was meaningless? No, I don't think it's meaningless, because... I know the history of Obi-Wan and Anakin. That history was already explained in dialogue that didn't need an explanation. It was already expressed. All it said it was, was already oh, emotionally expressed. He, was, he goes, Darth Vader used to be my apprentice, and then he killed your father. No, that's not how he says it. He doesn't say it like, he goes, he goes, it literally, you can hear it in his voice because he did a great job. He goes, he was a great Jedi, he was a great person, and he was a dear friend. And I love to call him a friend of mine. But he was unfortunately... You know, sucked into the dark side, and he was betrayed, and he killed your father. Yes. Yeah, and how that—that's all you need. That's all you need to start off this story. That's all you need. You don't need a whole three set up. You don't need three movies to set it up. Also, I didn't like like that's what I'm trying to say. Anakin Skywalker was not a likable character. All he did was bitch and moan and cry. And there are so many more plot holes and loose ends in the prequels because they don't match up. One is the idea that An- that Anakin Skywalker as a child. One, an enslaved child. His mother is enslaved. So he steals parts, which I don't know how he gets the money for these parts. And also, how does Watto not know he's doing this? And also, you know what he builds? He builds C-3PO. Yeah! Okay, hold on. You know what I'm going to build my mom to help me with because she's a slave? A protocol droid. Because that's what my enslaved poor mother needs to know about protocols no man that was his that was his hobby he loved building shit and fixing why didn't things. he build something to help his mom around the house because she was enslaved he did he why built, did he build her a protocol he built, droid? he built a speeder so he could win money in the races uh yeah but it also wasn't finished yet and none of that even happened and also at the end of the day he didn't even save his mom he left with that's the Jedi. why he turned to the dark side because wow. he he wasn't able to save his mom because he wasn't strong enough so he okay, knew he why? had to be he knew he had to become strong enough to save padme because he was having visions of her dying talk- during childbirth so he knew but he also found out that the only way he would ever be able to save padme which is a lie was through the dark side which he was told by palpatine and that's how he was able okay, to turn on. him to the dark One side because he was telling him One movie at a time well, just I'm just talking about the plot about, of Phantom it's Menace not though a, well, well, hold on, hold on. Menace the next thing is shit. he didn't even he didn't even get to take his mom home Except because the then double sided lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, double sided lightsaber is badass. That's all that. <laughs> 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 and that that's why that's what we just return back to Lena because that's not why I watch movies and that's what makes me mad <laughs> is when audience just go that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, I'm so sorry, but I really fucking hate it. That that's not what the point of a movie is. Then you're a cuck for like two sided lightsaber. I never said he was a cuck. <laughs> cuck. I just said I just I, I just I just watch films in a different way. Wonder. I just really hate when someone Wonder. goes, "That's badass. That's neat." That is the whole basis of Michael Bay films. That's why I think Michael Bay is a cancer. <laughs> yeah, fair. I agree with that. Well, okay, we can agree on something. Yeah, he's <laughs> everything. That was a that was a wonderful conversation, that was bro. Both sides of Star Wars. That was. That really was. So, audience, I listeners, feel you decide who. I feel educated. There you go. Have you seen Star Wars movies? I have, but I don't really retain anything. You should only watch the original trilogy. Got it. I'm but serious. I, Alex, my last thing on Star Wars. My last thing on Star Wars. Think you talk about Star Wars. Is that my entire life, I was. I've seen the episodes four, five, and six. Again, like four or five times throughout my entire life, all the way through. I always just thought, okay, Star Wars is cool. Star Wars is all, like, yeah, whatever. It's okay. Like, I'm not a huge fan. Once I watch the prequels, I'm here talking about it like this. 
the storyline for the prequels resonated emotionally deeply enough with me, not because of anything else outside of Anakin and Padway and Obi-Wan. They're the three of them and how they came to be where they are that gives you... Who Obi-Wan was at the start, that tells you how Darth Vader came to be, you, who you, Luke's mother you was. You preferred the explanation. Because I, like, I, like I enjoyed them as visual stimulants. I liked them as a kid. I will admit to that. As the visual, lightsaber fights in the prequels are better. I think they're too choreographed. They're way too choreographed. Let's, but dude, James Earl Jones and fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi are just... For one... For, but no, for me, at least when I watch the movie, yes, the reason for that is because of lacking of special effects because it was the yeah. 70s. Yeah. That's fair. But at what the was same... 77? 70, yeah, it was 77. But at the same time, like them doing it that way kind of feels more... Like you can look at it as, oh, that's cheesy. But you can also look at it as like, it's more like forceful like the light the 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 jedi doesn't need the lightsaber it's just a handy weapon most of it is just with the with their minds and using the force and using your energy you know like that and i don't like i didn't like it because then it kind of just felt like you're like you're at the circus and you're watching acrobats when the pre with with the that's fine if you like it but there are like i just feel like the the fights are just too they're too choreographed and when you do choreography in a movie you shouldn't be able to tell that it was choreographed. Okay, my only defense of that point, because I see your point is fair. Right. You're telling me when General fucking Grievous pulls out four arms and starts swinging that shit around and Obi-Wan's like, what the fuck is this? Well, actually, if you rewatch that scene, though, it's so badly green screened. Well, yeah, that it's when, the first no, age CGI. No, no, then do it, find another way. Then find another way, to, because if you watch that movie, one, it does, it does a close-up shot of General Grievous showing the lightsabers. And then it does a wide shot of him actually pulling out his lightsabers. And when he pulls them out, he does like all this shit. But if you watch in the wide shot, Obi-Wan Kenobi is in the corner of the screen and he doesn't react at all. That's a sign of poor CGI. And you, a real person, if that happened in front of them, you'd be like moving around. But he's yeah, literally just standing the, there because he doesn't the know difference is, he doesn't know what he's looking at due to poor direction against the green screen. The difference is when uh so, a little bit of a spoiler alert. When Anakin's fighting Count Dooku, and Dooku cuts off his arm, you see the scene where his arm gets cut off. You in, see the in the very first, it... In the very first movie, when they're in the bar in Tatooine, Obi-Wan and Luke, uh, some patrons in the bar, some alien patrons, oh, come up away. to Luke. Yeah, it, it cuts away. So, they, they pick on Luke, and Obi-Wan you know, slices off one of the alien's arms, but it cuts away from the scene, and then it just shows the arm on the ground. It shows, it's, yeah, it's but it's early, shows but it's brilliant. Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, it's early. And so what? What I was seeing is, okay, I'm seeing you know Anakin getting his legs cut off and actually being lit ablaze in how that transformation happened. I don't know if they had the effects in '77 to be able to come out with that. No, they definitely didn't. But I mean, you definitely in uh, in 1980 uh, when when uh, Luke Skywalker gets his arm cut off, you see that in Empire Strikes Back. Lena, I'm sorry. This is your podcast. Oh no, you're fine. <laughs> this is your episode. I know. We we I'm have. It, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I, I'm very passionate about Star Wars oh, and movies. <laughs> you know what I'm far more passionate about though is actually this is another hour long conversation. We shouldn't get there, but I'm just gonna say that if you're gonna talk about the prequels not being good as the originals, um, I dare you to say the same exact thing about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. <laughs> Fuck no! What, uh, the Lord of the Rings is such a much is such a better story. And The Hobbit completely phenomenal all six movies um i think that they dragged the hobbit out 
way more than Battle of the Five, Battle of the five Armies is by far the best battle scene I've ever seen. I, I will never say that they're bad movies. The director's movies. cut is the best battle scene. Yeah, I'll never say like that they're bad movies, but hold on. Hey, what does director's cut mean? Hold on. I'll explain that in a second. You get like, like all the extra scenes. Like this is how thick, if you're listening, this is how thick the Hobbit book is. That's how thick it is. And then they didn't need to stretch that out for three, three hour long movies. Like I read The Hobbit a long well, time ago. So well, the whole way Lord of the Rings came up is Tolkien actually created a language. Um, it, well, same with, with uh, the Dothraki for Game of Thrones. Yeah, is that right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a, you can study it at colleges now. I didn't know that, dude. <laughs> it's That's fucking dumb. But, yeah. Oh, oh my god. Remember from the office? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he goes more of a throw. She goes, oh, somebody <laughs> Oh, to answer your question, director's cut means that um, usually it's an extended version, and that's the version that the director wanted to put out, but the produce, either the producers or the theaters that they were distributing it wouldn't agree to that. Because oh. the theaters usually, the director's cuts are usually longer, but theaters prefer movies to be a certain length because that's how many films that they can fit in a time, like in a day. So then they can make more money. Like if your movie is three or four hours long, usually a theater will be like, mm, we don't want it because then we won't be able to do too many. It's more expensive to screen and we won't make our money back because we can only film it like X amount of times in a day. And a lot of the times with a lot of movies, the production company will have a lot of notes that they jot down and you need to fix this and you need to do this. Ooh, looks like people are liking this a little more. You need to cut that part. But usually the director's cut is like, this is what the director fully wanted. Usually it's like, it includes like, Deleted scenes or extended takes or other things. Wow. Hey. All right, guys. So I also just remembered our uh, original topic, and I would just since Ben joined us, and I'm just I'm so happy he's here, guys. What's up? So um, so Ben's happy. here. I'm ben, so happy to be here, guys. Ben. We would like you to <laughs> share with all of our listeners and our ourselves um, your top five most powerful actresses or actors. Um, actors. And you know what? Maybe your favorite movies from each of them. That's a really hard question. Um, Give it a second. Let it marinate. <clears throat> That's a really hard question. Um, I mean, my favorite movie. You know, think about it for a sec. I need we'll it. Because we were going uh, counterclockwise, so Alex never actually gave his five. Oh, movies or actors? Actors, actors. and you know what? Your favorite movie from each of them. <sighs> Oh fuck! Okay. Well, one of my, okay. My favorite movie of all time. It depends on the time. It depends on when you ask me. My fa- one of my favorite movies of all time is *A Clockwork Orange*, which is a great movie. I recommend you guys all watch it. It's um, a, it's 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 a it's a it's a good movie. It's <laughs> it's it is there a, we go again. It's a brilliant movie. It's a bit too much for me. You think it's too much? I love it. I think it. I think it's it's. Like, Especially like, for its time, it yeah. was too much. I read the book. Even today, it's hard it's to watch. I can't get past the first twenty minutes without having to like, oh really? Get up. It's, it's it, intense. I don't know. I like movies that are able to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, like, but movies that open up with like a gang rape scene and yeah. then them like parading around about it. Yeah, but like, did you? But like, I don't want to sound like. Did I finish it? No, no, no. I don't. I don't want to sound like super snobby. But like, did you get it though? I understood the the metamorphosis of character and the consequences of fate. That's yeah. That's kind that's, of what I'm that's, that's the point of the movie. Yeah, that's and, and I don't know like that that was back when movies were when you didn't have because that's what's unfortunate about movies today is that the production company has like a huge fist in making them and that was back in the day when they literally gave like a, a director wrote a script he went to a like a production company the production company gave them money and said do it. 
you know, they weren't like down their throat saying, you can't put that in there. This is new. This is new. Here are like 10 new notes. Change this whole scene. Wait, sorry. Uh, Clockwork Orange was Kubrick, right? Yeah. So I was, it's so hard for me to say like favorite movies. I have like favorite directors, but I would say, oh fuck, actors. I like Brad Pitt. Just because, like, I've never seen a movie with Brad Pitt I didn't like. You know what I mean? Um, fuck. It's so hard. I love so many for different reasons. Top five. I'm trying to think of top five. Right Don't now. even That's think great. top five. Just, so, just like, not like one to five, one's the best. Just like. Yeah, just any of yeah. them. Um, Brian Cranston, just for Breaking Bad. Um, he's, he's an actor. Oh, wait, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Oh, wait. You're right. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, Brian Cranston. I, lo- I like... Uh, you like Aaron Paul? I love Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul's amazing. Oh. To, to, to have no acting experience... You know, he was on The Price is Right he was back the, in the day. Okay, he was on The Price is Right in a Pops commercial. And then he hops on Breaking Bad and he all of a sudden just creams it and wins Best Supporting Actor every year. That is unheard of and that's amazing. And he's, ugh. hey man, but it is like really fucking racist that you haven't said Black Panther yet. <laughs> what? No. What are we talking? <laughs> because the- I didn't mention Black Panther. <clears throat> we talk about Marvel right now. Can no, we talk about Marvel? It was definitely a fucking joke. I guess y'all. But we're talking about that. actors, I not sub- movie. Oh wait, what were we talking about? Andrew, actors. stay out of the conversation. <laughs> I'm confused now because he just brought up Black Panther. That's a movie, not an actor. It was a joke. You're a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought Black Panther was okay. I thought it was a Marvel movie thought, for sure. I thought it was a Marvel. Yeah, that's a great way to. It was a Marvel movie. Right, well, you, sorry, finish your list. I guess that was a bad joke or it's something. It's so hard. I thought it was amusing though. Yeah, that was what I was going. I was for. amused by. I'm it. never going for like out loud laughter. It's more just a little. You're not going to laugh. I thought, I thought it was pretty stupid. Yeah, you didn't get it. <laughs> you didn't get shit. Ben, I'm I'm chiming to you now. I can't think of top five favorites. I like I love everyone for different yeah. reasons. Ben. I was thinking it's like a hard question because because there's like different types of movies. There's like yeah. comedies and I mean, then there's like dramas, yeah. and so it's hard to like. If you narrow it down, I could do it then. But we're like looking, we're looking for power. I'd probably say drawing. one of my fa- most favorite comedian comedic actors would be Will Ferrell. Totally he's, forgot about oh, him. Will, yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah, me. you said Ben Stiller over Will Ferrell. Dude, Farrell. he's so funny. Dude, I watched a drama with Will Ferrell. It's called Everything Must Go, and that or movie was Stranger weird. Than Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, that, was good. that one's weird. It was really weird. It was like Dean. That's the one where he, she's like writing the story about yeah, him narrating as his he life. Does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that was actually like like the trailer said it was like Will a comedy. Will Ferrell got my neck. Like, oh. it's a romantic comedy. Well, yeah, but like the they actually mentioned that in the movie. I think it's like if it. If it's a comedy, then it will have a good ending. If it's a tragedy, it's gonna have a the, bad. Doesn't ending. it? The, uh, eventually, like it, she writes that he's supposed to die. Yeah. 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 Does he die? I haven't seen the movie in like I fifteen years since it came out. You know what I think about a lot? I spend a lot of time with Andrew, so when it, like I just it just amazes me how there's not like a movie or like a show about him and you guys. And like I, and Andrew's us? just like a whole like walking guys, ass what meme, actors really get bro. To play all of us? GTL. Okay. GTL. For who's that actor in Ted that like was Mark Wahlberg? Oh, oh, you know what? Have you seen Ted? 
I like Ted. Also, he's in a million ways to die. What's that guy's he's in name? Saving Private Ryan. Seth, Fuck. Seth MacFarlane. No, not Seth MacFarlane. Because that guy he played would the medic. Play he played the medic in Saving Private Ryan. He played he's the weird guy in Ted uh, who like dances in front yeah. of the TV. Yeah, I don't know his. What is his name? <laughs> Didn't he do a? Dude, in every Seth MacFarlane movie, he does that. Are Seth you talking Mc... about uh, like? He has like a weird small face. Like I Nick think... Swardson. Uh, no, I, ew, Nick Swardson sucks. Nick Swartzen was funny in Blaze of Glory. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was it, though. No, that... Oh, I love that, dude. I'm gonna wear your skin. <laughs> I think I would get a younger... Skin. To play me, Naked. if we were on a show, I would get a younger <laughs> Seth Green. That's fair. I'd get a young That's, Seth Green to yeah. play me. Yeah, Alex is definitely a younger Seth Green. Right? Like Who would play you? Who would play you? His name's Giovanni like, Rabisi. That guy would play James Andrew. Franco for Ben. James Fuck, Franco. I forgot about James Franco. Uh, James Franco from like two months ago. Did you hear, uh, maybe it was some TMZ fake article, but him and it Seth Rogen had a following, 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 falling out. He's getting you're a gonna, bunch of You're going to believe TMZ? Him. No, it's, I don't it's, know. It's, it's it's like Seth or uh, Some scandal James about James Franco. Oh, like the sexual a lot of allegations, yeah. allegations coming out against Well, apparently him. he was also on the list that went on Epstein's Island. What? Don't quote me on that, but I read about that, yeah. I feel oh. like Seth Rogen would Same play with, Ben. I thought he would have been like a bit young for that. I'll yeah, Seth Rogen, not him. James Franco for Ben. Seth Rogen would oh, play fuck. Ben. <laughs> I, feel like I fucking love Seth Rogen. <laughs> have you guys seen Fifty Fifty? Uh, oh, I did a long time ago. That was a good one. Watch it. It's I like funny what, I like fuck. what's his face. Um, they make a great duo though. They do. Yeah. All right, Ben. What? Are, wait, what are who? What are your other your other? And the movie the movie Fifty Fifty. What's his name? Um. I used to have a crush on him. Fifty Shades of Grey? No. Okay. What is wrong with you? Anastasia. I'll have you over my knee. Did you watch that movie? Yeah, so, we watched so all ben. of them. Because <laughs> you wanted to or because he wanted to? Because so I wanted ben to, but he liked Allison it. So I like the soundtrack. Ben's about to tell us his other four actors, actresses, and or movies. Hit it. All right. I was thinking about it. Number two is probably Will Smith. Another Slept Will. on. Because he... So... Honestly, my favorite Will Smith work is The Fresh Prince. Fucking A, yeah, dude. I love I Fresh watched Prince. that shit all the time Why when I was younger. Oh, funny. that was real. Yeah, no, that wasn't scripted at that point. Ad- he ad-libbed it. And then the, the, the crying that you hear in the background is actual is the team is the crew. Like trying to hold back is like holding back tears and finally crying. Cause like Will Smith was talking about his own life. Originally he was spoke in the script, he was just supposed to shrug it off. Like his dad was gonna be out and then Will like Will Smith was just supposed to be like, whatever, I don't need Wait, him. so that hug with Uncle Phil was real? Yeah, because he yeah. looked at Uncle Phil, that actor, as like a father surrogate. Like so in like, real life. Yeah, in real life. So so when he was when they when they just embraced in a hug, like that was a real hug? Yeah, because Will Smith genuinely started crying while filming that. Because Will Smith like started thinking about his own life. Like in this abruptly, like during the scene playing out. And he started just, and him losing it is really what Will Smith happened in his life. Because his dad like abandoned him and left him and... So Will Smith just well, started talking about the show's about his life. Yeah, the show is about roughly about his life. Yeah. So the song in the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's exactly it. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, he yeah. left his neighborhood to go live with his uncle because there's too much crime in his neighborhood. That really happened. That's what that song's about. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that in the beginning. Yeah. He was born in West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> and the playground is where I spend most, most of my days. days. Uh, she don't have relax and I'm messing around the pool and shooting some b-ball <laughs> outside of school when a guys, couple of guys who are up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight, my mom got scared. She said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. 
I think I wish it was. for a cab, and then it came near. Uh, license and then it rolled up. Dyson mirror. Yeah. Uh, Guys, so sorry. I would like oh. Ben to give out his last view. Uh, oh, true, true. Your actors. We can skip over me or get to it, but I do want to ask Lena a few more questions because I do feel a little bit bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We've been very, yeah. Damn. We've been Those are the only two I thought of. Let me think of some more. Okay, dude, just... Both, uh, both the wills. Yeah, Wills. We already I mentioned Seth Rogen. Up to the neighborhood. Up there. Like Will Arnett? I don't even know who that is. The guy who does the voice of BoJack Horseman. He's yeah. on... Uh, what else is he on? Uh, what's uh, that one show? Arrested Development. Arrested Development is great. First three seasons. First three seasons are good. good yeah. I'm, w- I'm with you on that one. Oh, thank God. That was going to have to start yelling again. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, you Jason should fucking Bateman. watch it. That has like a whole... Whole league of, of comedians in that. Isn't show. Michael Sarah in that? Yeah, it's like a kid. He's like oh, uh, like sixteen. Yeah. And Jonah Hill would probably be would finish my list. Jonah Hill has actually is amazing. Like he just started out really? as the fat guy from Superbad, and now he has like a best supporting actor award. Have right? you seen him in War Dogs? Yeah. Yes. When he plays Afro, he just awesome. goes. Ah! Dude, him and him in uh, Moneyball. Him and from uh, when he was in Wolf on Wall Street. Wall Street. Yo, try some crack with me. <laughs> him and it, those fucking fake teeth he's got in are so they get me every time uh, oh I love this is the end that was a great movie that I just it amazes me how in god every, <laughs> this is Jonah Hill from Moneyball America's Sweetheart <laughs> fucking kill <laughs> yeah America's Sweetheart he's like please just fucking kill Jay <laughs> it just amazes me how every time you see him in a movie he's a different I weight so I don't get it much. please just that's kill what's him. amazing he was though. in a Call of Duty commercial one time really yeah it was for one of the black ops and he he was you know how they used to have those really like intricate oh, I do, funny I, commercials I do remember that yeah and he's he like, was like, in the one Snoop Dogg used to do this too that was funny as hell yeah I think I don't I think it was one of the um um fuck who plays Thor uh, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. It was one. I think it was him and one of the Hemsworth, and they were like battling through the city as all this shit was. I think happening. I do remember and, that. And, yeah. and, and was it a Super Bowl Hemsworth. commercial? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And Jonah Hill like didn't know what the fuck yeah. to do, so he's just like ah, trying to throw the grenade See, and shit. That's a good uh, actor because yeah. you could think yeah. that that Jonah Hill would just be the funny fat guy over and over again, but he went into a totally different direction and became like a professional actor, and went on to win an award. <laughs> Who in two thousand seven when you saw Superbad? And you were like, yo, that guy's going to win an award for Best Supporting Actor. Would you be like, you'd be like, no way. That's what, that's, I don't know. That's just what I think is interesting about Hollywood. When people take those like completely different directions in in their career. Yeah. Like Brad Pitt, like he plays like, he, I mean, yeah, a lot of the time he just comes off as Brad Pitt. Like in like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he's just Brad Pitt. But like when you see him in like Fight Club and then you see him and you know, he was in Deadpool 2. He played like a guy who skydived out of a plane. Yeah, he was the invisible no, guy. Dude, he Deadpool, did you Deadpool know had a bunch of like superstar cameos just because it was funny to have superstars as t- Brad you, Pitt, too. Do you want to know what Brad Pitt's payment was? A cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't invisible. But yeah. His only role was to hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. Or he hit like um, uh, a, a telephone line. Yeah, wire he or was some like, shit. fuck it, I'll do that. Just give me a cup of coffee. And they're what like, the all right, heck? get on set. Because that's, I don't know, I also like when actors, like, they do things for, like, nothing, just because they believe in the project. Yeah. Or, like, when an actor steps up during production and starts producing the film, because like they Leonardo believe in it. Ryan Reynolds is fucking hilarious. Yo, he, the, re- the whole reason why Deadpool got leaked was because they made, like, a, a, a kind of semi-trailer for Deadpool, like, but no one was really going to release it. Well, Ryan Reynolds stole it, and... He stole he, the suit. He, well, no, he stole the suit, but I'm saying he stole the trailer that wasn't supposed to go out, and he leaked it. I love Ryan Reynolds. So then the production company was like, 
fuck, we got a people. Have you? Have you? Did you? Ryan Reynolds do you, is Deadpool. Do you remember seeing him is. in Ted? Did you? He was in. He was <laughs> yeah. in Ted. Oh yeah. He yeah, played yeah. the aggressive. He didn't have any line. He just stood there with a oh, beer yeah, like his this. Gay, his gay. Lovely. He was yeah. just staring <laughs> down Mark Wahlberg for like, no reason. Like um. Oh, <laughs> did you ever see? <laughs> Jake's my skin. You saw Seven, right? With um Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. What's in the box? What's in the box? Frosted oh, Flakes, so damn. Uh, <laughs> Frosted Flakes, damn. <laughs> Crunch berries. Wait, Alex, did you do theater or anything in high school? Uh, I did theater tech, so I did like behind uh, behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I actually participated in high school. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, I didn't really like it. They didn't offer a lot of like classes and stuff like that. I tried to go to Monroe for filmmaking, but apparently, like. I was already in my junior year, and like, yeah, you need like four art classes and two th- like tech classes to even get in. And I was Are like, you kidding? Yeah, and I was like, well, I'm done with school in like a year, or so cool. Dude, oh, I would, yeah. you would have loved like at Potomac Falls, we had um, like all the theater classes up to level four, and then by the time you hit level four, you were able to pick and direct your own show. <sighs> yeah, see, that's the shit I want to do. Cast it. It was so much fun. Did um, you show her the the movie I made? You made a movie? I did, yeah. We That's bang. why I keep I walking around like my salsa. Like I want to see was his, it. That yeah, was his main line. Fucking hysterical. It. Dude, I've watched it a dozen times. It's the funniest <laughs> shit I've seen. No, I'm not even kidding. I know. I'm so happy. I'm not even kidding. It. Like, I, I can't stop texting Alex about that. Like, it is actually funny as shit. I'm, I'm laughing because, it. honestly, it makes me so happy you love it. Like, like I'm not even laughing at you. I'm, like, so pleased that I made no, something. And I hope you enjoy. know that I'm not just like, oh, Alex, this is so... Like, I'm being yeah. genuine. Like, this shit it was actually fucking hysterical. There were going to be a lot more puns. Yeah, there were going to be a lot more really puns. But we couldn't... Room. We had to, like, cut it because it was, like, kind of diverging from the plot. Because also, I did remember that I was like, this is for school. But I did make a director's cut, which is also on YouTube. So nice. check out my YouTube page. If you go to... I think it's... My YouTube page, Alex Burke. Type in um, a dip by the tracks. Dude, in the fucking the blooper where Ben accidentally gets an entire chip stuck in his mouth. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> dude, even the bloopers had me fucking laughing. I had so much fun, dude. I was literally editing those at work. And I was trying not to like die laughing. Like I was laughing out loud at work because I was editing those bloopers. Because like I had to get like, I don't know. I just love, I love editing too. Like the, getting the time just right. And I finally, I was so happy when I found that website of like free sound effects. And I was like, oh my God, yes. It's all coming oh, together. Bro. I like the you one where you did. sound effects, Alex? I got you. I like the one where you were you was making a cup of coffee and you're just sitting there and then it gets really silent. The and turn? You you did like the, the fucking Quentin Tarantino head turn. I did. Just like, did you and like that? And there was that? like a sound. It was like. I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this needs to be really it was like intense. Jan- it was like Django when Big Daddy was like, you're coming in. And Django was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so happy to finally get that right. I was like, yes. But yeah, you should. You should I found it. it. Oh, I'm you found watch it? it? Yeah. Oh, fucking A. Hell yeah. Right there. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's. Yep. Yeah. The director's cut includes bloopers. So stay for the bloopers. But yeah. I don't know. My I, salsa. My salsa. Dude, people were. Di- when I showed that on uh, uh, in class, people were dying. People were like, yo, this kid geeks. And everyone and everyone was like, like you could leave comments like live like while you're watching them. And everyone's like, yo, this dialogue is prime. <laughs> it, it, was. it was. It was. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Ben, what do you what, what you got back there? <laughs> oh, those are tools. For the, I, my garden, my tomatoes. Because I was like, salsa. okay, this whole thing has to, because it can't, it's just. Why did you keep saying salsa? Was that just. Because it was funny. Because the, the name of the movie is a dip by the tracks. Yeah. And he has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. 
Did you it's get all time those? for yes. you to take a dip. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. comes full circle. See, I wanted the whole thing to work. Like, a, it, 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 I don't want to sound pretentious, but I wanted the whole short to, to be like a three-act joke. It, it, the whole thing works like as a three-act joke because the whole reason I had... In the beginning, I was like, okay, I want... the whole. I came up with the idea because I was like, I want to do a joke because I was listening to um, Who Dat Boy by uh, Tyler, the creator. And I was like, oh my God, this would work. Who that such- boy, who he is. Right? And I was like, this could be a perfect opening credit like sequence for someone like doing something creepy. And I was like, but I want to end it on a joke because the beat just rises and rises and rises. Mm-hmm. If you have it cut, it would be funny. So that's why I have Ben washing his hands. It's like red, it's like red shit. I don't want to spoil a lot of it for you. But like, and then I come up with like- Was it salsa? Yeah, it was the, yeah. That, that was the joke. Did you just that was dip the joke. Your, I know. Did you just dip your fucking hands in salsa? Dude, it was the worst. It was, Alex it was, was literally pouring sriracha onto my hands, just fucking loading it up. I hope you we didn't did, have any cuts. We did spoonful of, of Dude, salsa, and I drenched his hands, hands in, in uh, uh, sriracha, and he had to do like six takes. Because I had to get different angles. But no, what's brilliant about it is it opens it like the first 30 seconds is Ben washing his like this red fluid off of his hands. And you're like, oh, okay, this is like, this is a murder thing. And then it just, the music just like the ominous music just stops and it just cuts back to Ben making some salsa. <laughs> it's literally like, <laughs> it's a wide shot. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And, I, and Ben's like, oh, I'm just making salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had such cool. a good time doing it. I gotta make. I gotta. I gotta make more shit like Alex that. Alex Tarantino. Who? Yeah. Right, dude. I'm here to save Hollywood. I'm trying. I want to. Hollywood bleeding. I'm gonna give my listeners. Should guys? Yeah, I'm just gonna actually plug myself. So if you go to my YouTube channel, should I plug you? Alex Burke. Yeah, you want to? Alex Burke, and you type in a dip by the tracks. You can check out my YouTube channel. Also, if you want to collab and you like film as much as I do, hit me up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hit you. You wanna hit me? <laughs> you wanna hit me? You wanna hit me? Would, Would you, you fuck me? You Would you? I'd oh, Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> Great movie, dude. That movie scared the shit out of me. Right? That's scared. Oh. That was terrifying. <laughs> Did you just hit your head? Yeah, I hit the, like, the headphones and it screamed. Oh, you got You know, you bunked your noggin. Lena hurt herself, folks. This is a good time to let out one of those good laughs. It's a good time. <laughs> I smoke weed, I get faded. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day Ben just hits me. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try that in the basement, no matter what they say. Search January on Spotify. Benny Boy. Benny the Boy! It's a picture of his beautiful eyes contrasting with the fur of his coat. In the snow. Mm. Ben, you want to freestyle while I make a beat? <sighs> sure. I'm excited. Or give us like a nice little like... Tidbit of what's to come. Things. Yeah, don't you have a song coming out? <gasps> you do. Probably I mean, I shouldn't have, have said that. A lot of songs that I've been working on. I'm about to move out to California. I'm gonna be working a lot more closely with Sam. So I'll have I'll have a lot of stuff coming out soon because we'll we'll actually be together, living together. So we'll be able to work more closely and we'll actually be able to finish some things and get them out there. Bet. Yeah. Yo, I might actually Wyclef come. Gene Productions, right? Yeah, Alex is gonna fly out and he's gonna film the debut music video. Yo, I fucking might actually fly out there. I really should, might. Dude. Fucking do it. Well, like, shit, I, I might fly out there too. Then. Since I got back to Colorado, like from Colorado, I'm like, I just want to travel. Like, Wait, when it. are you flying? I want to come. I don't know. Tell me, I'm there. It'll at least be July because I know be we'll be June. out here in June. Yeah, so it'll probably. Be, I'll. Fi- Yo, that would be so tits if we could just film in, like in. California for the music video? It'd be big tits, dude. 
Oh my god, those be hefty tits. Triple D's. <laughs> like wait, goddamn wait. baby, you got back issues, tits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when she runs, they hit her in the eyes. She got black eyes. Would you uh wait, would you have room in the car for a third party to drive back? I don't know, because the thing is I'll Sam wants to bring his girlfriend. I don't really know how it's gonna work out. Either. I wanna meet her so she bad. She's gonna come take... out for my mom's birthday. Wait, you're taking are you taking one car or two? Just no. one. Oh, because you're flying back. I'm going to bring Nugget. I'm going to put him on his leash. I'm going to be like... Maybe I'll... Okay, maybe I'll fly there. Ashley. Or something. Flight's expensive, though. Yeah, guys. Why don't you say fuck it and just stay and just... It's all good. We'll put it on our business account. If you guys want a link, you guys want to do work, hit us up. Because we're on the come up. Well, I'll move to LA. We're going to go to LA, take take the Santa Monica Boulevard, got a (laughs) studio. You take take the tank. Take the PCH <laughs> up to the 10 and take a ride on the 45. The traffic the 45. is like really Ride that slow all the way there. up until you hit the 72 and then you're there. They can't I mean, it's hot, me. but it's like a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, want to go get some street tacos? <laughs> Dude, out that's in all, LA. You know, what I, you know what I just wa- I watched uh, when we were in Colorado, like after we like do shit all day, we go, I watched so much Letter Kenny. Oh my Dude, god, right? what a fucking show. love that show so much. Made Dude, spare I'm pretty parts, sure aren't you about it? out as a YouTube show. It did. Like a it YouTube did. channel. Well, the, 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 the lead guy, like, created... He, do you know he he writes and, like, directs every episode? Yeah, yes. he created the whole thing He's on fucking YouTube, genius. He's, He's a genius. Yeah. I'll say the, ti- awesome. the timing in that show is impeccable. It can't like, be better. Every single second of that show... I've never watched a show, and, like, the timing is so perfect. I'm like, dude, this is amazing. It's fast-paced, It's too. so That's why it's so, that's why it's so yeah. great, because it's, like, boom, boom. It's, like, the whole show is, like... It's, like, a 22-minute show, and the show is joke, 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 joke. Like, you literally, yeah, like, every yeah. time you laugh at one joke, you're missing, like, five jokes. And right? it's perfectly right? structured, but it's also built off of the inside jokes the show itself makes. Yeah. That's, and it's, that's what's the so The one great. joke I got sick of pretty quickly was, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. I, I just, I was... <laughs> I think it's funny. Well, we just did it, though, so I you know. can't be too sick of it. <laughs> I can't say to be fair anymore because I just do that shit. It's just, it's just, it's just random. I and mean, that's what's so great. It's it's, it makes me so intrigued because fucking ten ply like, bud. Like I, when I first saw that show, like Ben showed it to me, and I was like almost, I was so in awe. I was like, what the, what are we watching right now? I was so wow. It was like the first time I watched Sunny in Philadelphia. The opening to the second season, where they go through the entire alphabet of just fucking, just gags. Exactly. It's and zingers. Brilliant, man. The whole show is just gags and zingers. Yeah. It's so cleverly put together. It's the I'm dumbest. Like, it's the smartest, dumbest shit you ever seen. Yeah, most well, clever, like, stupidest shit. Well, it's like it's like it's the, like I compared it to Sunny in Philadelphia. Like if you watch one episode of Sunny in Philadelphia, like most people will be like, "This is stupid." But unless it's right up your alley of humor, <laughs> it's perfect. It's always Sunny, dude. Is one of the most amazing shows ever. I think made. it's the top one, top live action comedy of all time. Like TV show, dude. Especially trying to bring like, it back. Even the newer seasons. Have you guys seen the newer seasons? Yeah, I love like, them. Like where Mac it makes the fucking the bike, the exercise, yeah, the bike gay bike that pushes like his ass ram bike. As, yeah, the ass <laughs> ram bike. No, like there's a fist, and as you pedal, it, it pushes, pushes up. <laughs> it propels you forward to and push like, you forward. They're like, dude, just admit it, okay? You like you're, you like gay sex? He's like, no, it's motivation. It pushes you in the at, but he but but that that's that's such great character development though, like. I don't know. Charlie Day is an outstanding actor. Oh, he's, absolutely. He's like that, I don't know, but like, how much attention to detail? Uh, 
that Sony in Philadelphia takes with its characters and just its humor in general is amazing. Because, like, if you pop into a season 14 episode of Sunny in Philadelphia and you've never seen it before, or you've missed the last, like, eight years, you're, I don't think you're going to understand, like, 90% of the jokes. Yeah. Because that's, like, I don't know, that's what... It's, unless you're, like, a dedicated fan, then you're like, this is the funniest shit I've ever Damon. seen. Damon! Oh, you know, they actually performed that live. The they did a live showing. I wish I could have. Do you like Sunny in Philadelphia? I've never seen it before. You, here's your homework on this podcast. You go home. Champion Sunny of the Phil- Sun. What's it on? It's always it's on it's on FXX, but it's on Hulu. Do you have Hulu? To get into this boy's <laughs> yeah? hole. Yes. You're gonna go home. You're gonna watch Sunny in Philadelphia. It's boys, soul. You down? That's what I'm I've saying. I've watched boys it with you before. Soul. We have <laughs> a long time ago. Okay. You're gonna watch it right now. You're yeah, gonna watch start with the very first episode. <laughs> and okay. then next time we have you back on the podcast, you're gonna tell me what you think. Yes, sir. That's your thing. I remember I went over to Andrew's one day after work and I, he had on Leonard Kenny and I was watching it and I was like, What the fuck is this? And I instantly everything that came out of Jake's mouth made so much sense. Oh yeah. I was like <laughs> if you if you met me like a year ago and you didn't watch Leonard Kenny, you'd think I was a fuck. We did the same thing with Jersey Shore. We started talking yeah, like them for like three months straight. T shirt time. And all I hear is Peter Patter, let's all get the, at her. The whole Pitter time, Patter, the whole time at, at the beach, we're like, T-shirt time. Oh, before no, before we did something, T-shirt time. Plant some corn, get Yo, her going. You, you guys want to get some GTL in? Dude, the episode of Letterkenny when they have the speed dating. It's like Valentine's Day and they speed date. <laughs> and they're like talking, and the girl's talking with like the two gay dudes in like baseball lingo. Oh, yeah. But like they're getting so fucking horny. It's yeah. like, I'm going to bat you one up right the middle. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> 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 it's, it's the most obs- I was like, I feel uncomfortable. So clever though. It is so good. Oh yeah, and then play on words. and the two gay, the gay married couple, who also just have crabs and shit. Good and you, good and you, good and you, good and you. Yeah, buddy. Uh, how the hell are you? I'm good and you. I learned. I he, oh, watch that shit. It's been a while. Dude, it's oh, so funny. I haven't even watched season three yet. Do your mom jokes of what? Shorzy? Honestly, Shorzy is the diamond of that show. It is. It's, this, it's the same as guy. It's Wayne. Shorzy is Wayne. It is mm-hmm. Wayne. Yeah. Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> Andrew and I used to have all the Shorzy jokes memorized, and I'm trying to think of one. And it's just it's been too my favorite long. one. Your was, mom liked my yeah. Instagram photo from Calabasas from three years ago. I'd tell her <laughs> I wear my swim trunks for any day of the week, bud. Fuck you, Shorzy. It's. <laughs> your mom ugly cried last night because she left the camp. She left the lens cap on the camcorder. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. President had to call in fucking stacks of sandbags around your mom's bed because I was making her so wet last night. <laughs> it's so good though. It's so funny. And then he just farts. <laughs> and then he just farts. Yeah. And then walks away. <laughs> oh god. So now that we've lost all of our viewers, do you guys want to hear my top five? Yeah, dude. No one is listening. Our guest left. I probably should have thought about this one first. It's <laughs> a hard question. Number one, it's a big question. Number one actor for sure, Tom Hardy. Ooh. Tom Hardy's dope. Tom Hardy is versatile. He's genuine, and he kills the role. Um, my favorite Tom Hardy role, off the top of my head, is definitely going to be Alfie Solomon's from Peaky Blinders. I was going to say, it's a tie between Peaky Blinders or him as Bane. Bane is good. Mm-hmm. I don't think that encompasses Tom Hardy. Well, no, you hardly recognize him. Exactly. Like, I didn't like even he, know Tom Hardy. It's was like Heath Ledger as the Joker. You don't recognize. Did you him see either. his tan line after filming that movie? <laughs> was no. it like around his face? Yeah. Maskless? Oh God, dude. I was I was born in it. 
You use it. Do it. Do it right now. Do it right now. Do, do your. Do your. What's do the impression. Mo- what's the movie? Oh, I can't. Dude, what the fuck? Tom Hardy. You think Darkness is, is your ally? You gotta cover your mouth. He's about to get. I was born in it. There you go. You merely adopted it. You merely adopted it. No, you nah, I fucked it up. Yeah, you, Do I really look like a guy with a plan? I was born <laughs> to it, molded by it. Are we all gonna try and do it? <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Um, number two, Ch- Charlie Hunnam. Who's that? Who be Charlie Hunnam? Uh, you guys definitely know him. Uh, Jack, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, oh, true. God. I just I just Charlie watched um, Arthur Hunt. yesterday. Arthur Guy Ritchie. That's one of Guy Ritchie's latest films. Not like if Guy. Imagine Guy Ritchie. Okay, fucking making you know the the mafia movies. All you know UK like getting knifed up. I'm gonna make you like all that shit. <laughs> Guy Ritchie goes and makes a movie about a fucking Arthur and the Round Table. Like that's brilliant. And Charlie Hunnam plays it. You can't beat that shit. Um... Fucking Guy Ritchie's my favorite director for sure. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is great. You know he was on Silence of the Lambs. He was in that movie for barely seventeen minutes, oh. and it won him an Oscar. Anthony Hopkins Anthony is Robert Hopkins Ford is in Westworld. Hannibal Lecter. He's I know the he old is. That's dude. why he's great. He was in that movie for I like seventeen God. minutes, bro. He narrates the Planet Earth. Oh, I'm thinking like Red Dragon. We... He had full screen time. No, but... Yeah. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? <laughs> Reading the did you quote up, right did you look, now. I know. <laughs> but you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded, molded by, by it. it. Yeah, that's right. Molded no, he hits that. He hits that high pitch, bro. Tom Hardy gets oh, into that. Yeah, you gotta go higher. I was already a molded, molded by it. We take Gotham from the corrupt. I, I can't remember how he did it. The rich. You gotta like force your. You gotta force it out of your throat because he's injured. He's hard. You ready for this? Speaking of Dark Knight, fucking number four. Is our plan? Arguably the most versatile actor of all. You gonna say Christian time. Bale? I'm gonna say Gary Oldman. Oh, Gary Oldman's prime, bro. I love Gary fucking Oldman. Fucking Commissioner Gordon, dude. He played. You know what Harry I found Potter? out? I was about to say, dude. He's serious black in yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Dude, I didn't even realize that shit until I watched it. I was like, oh my god, that's That's Gary Gary Oldman, bro. I wondered what would break first, your spirit or your body? No, he goes, your spirit, and then he cracks his back. Or your body. Yeah. (laughs) Such a good movie. Speak the devil, and he shall appear. (laughs) Dude, I will quote bitches all day. (laughs) (laughs) We had about six Jennies. (laughs) <laughs> what? Forrest Gump. <laughs> he had like 13 Jennies. 13? Yeah, the boats. He named all of them Jennies. Yeah, 13 Jennies. Okay, that was bad. That was, that was too <laughs> far. <out. laughs> what? That's how he says it. Was that good or bad? I can't tell what you're going <laughs> That was bad? He had 13 Jennies. Yeah, that's how he says it. You go, yeah, 13 Jennies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 13 Jennies. Grilled shrimp. Fried shrimp. <laughs> Shrimp soup, shrimp chowder, spice shrimp, shrimp sandwich, boiled shrimp, baked shrimp. You know what I mean? Ben had the whole lip going. You know what I mean? You're gonna tell me my impression was bad. Let's put a smile on that face. You like that shit? Mm, 
Holy shit, Tom Hardy played Yo, Venom too. Yo, Mark Hamill yeah, does, does a great job voice Mark acting Hamill the Joker a... in the cartoons. Yes, yes, that's Mark Hamill's best yeah. role. Mark Hamill's amazing. What I liked about Tom Hardy and the Venom is it wasn't like one of those movies where there's like, um, like a thirty second scene where their shirts ripped off and like they're just admiring how good this person looks. He's literally he the like same shit. sweaty fucking sh- looking he, like shit person the entire movie. He looks. He literally looks like someone's on a come down of meth. Yeah. Of like a week long binge. He's just sweaty and shaking. He's like, okay, man. Al Pacino is number five. Al Pacino is number five. Al Pacino. Yeah, dude. Honestly, Adrian Brody. Uh, special mentions: Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody, and Brody. Johnny Depp. Um, Johnny Depp. Now, sure. I'm a, fuck it, just because I'm on this Yo, list, man. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you the top bro. five, Alex. I'm gonna give you the top five because I think you'll appreciate it. Give it to me. You won't appreciate this one. Interstellar's number one. Uh, movie. Movie. Interstellar's number one. I'm not gonna fight you. Number that, two. Cause... Number two. Devil's <laughs> Advocate. That was really good. Devil's Advocate. Al Pacino. Fucking uh, Keanu Reeves. Like it's fucking over, man. Yo, Keanu Reeves is just a saint. Yeah, just man. a nice guy. No, yeah. you're amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna get no that li- no your your options are good. I'm not gonna get on if I liked Interstellar. That was dope. I saw that in a the theater. That's a great movie. Murph, Murph. He said Murph like 200 times. Murph. I watched the Cinema Sins Murph. episode and he counted Yo, every Cinema Sins is hilarious. I love Cinema Sins. And he actually brought in Neil deGrasse Tyson for that for that episode when he uh, sinned on Interstellar. And the beautiful thing about Interstellar is it all it's all theoretically viable. It did get a little love. up until he went into the black. It hole. got it got a little love conquers all. I that was scary. You did that on purpose. Cut that shit out. That was startling. I genuinely didn't know who was here. What was I saying? Oh no! It got a little. It got a little love conquers all. You know what I mean? But I didn't have. It didn't bother me. Well, it wasn't really that. It was more like... You can look at it in two ways. The The first time I watched Interstellar, I watched it as the relationship between McConaughey Mm -hmm. and his daughter. The second time I watched it, I watched it as... As destiny. Exactly. Not as destiny. That's the way I watched it the first time. The second time I watched it is McConaughey as... If you watch Interstellar like it's a comic book out of the 70s. He is a space hero. He's well, going on an adventure. It's like loosely based off of a space adventure movie from the 70s. Is it really? Yeah, I think I forget what the movie's called, but it's a movie about black holes from the 70s. And it kind of has the same themes, almost. But it's like a very tongue-in-cheek, like imagine a 70s movie trying to deal with black holes and shit. But it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very like out-there sci-fi. Honorable mentions for a movie on that topic, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's a great movie. Fucking, that's the funniest movie I've ever fucking heard. Alan Rickman plays a depressed robot. Like the the irony in that is just it's it's overwhelming. Yo, R.I.P. Alan Rickman, man. He gave a performance of a lifetime in Harry Potter. Dude, Severus Snape, man. Mm-hmm. Again, Harry Potter. You could look at Harry Potter the same way you look at fucking, you know, Luke Skywalker. It's oh not God. entirely about Harry Potter. No, it's but, also but, about uh, the love story of fucking Snape. Lily. And but what Lily. if? But what if they all of a sudden now, because it's like almost twenty years later, made prequels to Harry Potter? And those prequels were disappointing. No one would want to watch. And ruined. And they said that the they said that they said that magic now was you take a blood sample and that's how magic you are. Dude, this, that's not a fair analogy. That is the exact <laughs> same analogy as the Force. Well, they did it with Grindelwald. Yeah, and those you movies, remember and those they, movies they are even, trash. They even introduced Grindelwald in the original movies. 
They they reference they him. Ref, they never he was never in it. They reference him, they but they do I the don't, same thing in the books. I think Grindelwald. I think the they mis- reference in the books. They reference the crimes of Dumbledore and Grindelwald towards the latter half of the of the series, yeah. but they never go into depth about it. Yeah, you get you get a wait. Whose son was Grindelwald? Hmm, what? Um, uh, he was from. Did they say who their parents' parents were? Wasn't it when they they go and they. Are you talking about the Harry Potter movies or the or the crimes? Don't, no, I'm trying to remember when they introduce like the name Grindelwald for the first time. Isn't it when Harry finds the graves? He's at the cemetery. Don't you see him in fla- no? You see him in flashbacks when Voldemort goes to Azkaban to get the wand, or he's trying to find out where his wand is, and he breaks into the prison. And he's like, "Tell me where it is. Tell me where it is." Dementor. I thought that was the first time you see him. I remember, man. I think I read all the books. It used to be <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, uh, I read. I, I read the series. Like I, the first Harry Potter book was the first book I ever, first novel I ever learned how to read. Dude, they were actually really good. I think I was seven. They were very Percy good. Jackson. Mm. You're a Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson was really good. Did you like the movies or did you like the books? Nope, I like the books. That's I, I bet you were the, the dude that bad. read Percy Jackson and when in um in like AP history, you were like, <laughs> I know this. I know all this. No, dude. I read fucking, Percy Jackson. I know this shit. Dude, Greek mythology and Roman mythology is one of my fortes. Not because Percy Jackson, I watched it as like a I or I read the book one of the first books I've read. I read the first three and they were great. Um the rest didn't really care for, but the first three, man, that really just set like a spark in my mind. Like Greek mythology is badass, and then I just studied that shit over my life, and it's just beautiful. Greek mythology is very. Can I? Can I? I'm gonna bring up Game of Thrones. Did anybody watch Game of Thrones? Well, of course, I've watched it twice. Was anybody else as severely disappointed with the last <laughs> season as I was? No, I was not, because it it really the you, everyone. Wait, what did you say to me? Can we take a break? Oh yeah, let's take a five. And On that point, when, stand by. This is a long story for Alex right now. He's ben, about to go oh. into Game of Thrones. Oh jeez. And I can tell. Ben has heard this rant. Before. <laughs> ben has so. heard this rant before many times because I'm so oh, mad. Man. When we lived together, I would be like, a new person would come over. I'm like, you guys watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> and then I, I knew we were in for. Ben would either walk away or sit quietly. Ben did two things. <laughs> you can be as mad as you want, man, but I will say. No, I'm not going to be crazy. In. It, no wait. They could have made. No. Sorry. No. Let me. Let me just say this. Oh, okay. They could have made it because then we'll take a break after I say this. That's fine. This is a loaded statement. If what I appreciate out of stories and any kind of story, no matter how long it takes to convey that story, is that it comes full circle and there is a story of fate and consequence. You see that in the end of Game of Thrones. Daenerys earned her fate okay that's not what i'm upset about but stand by we'll continue oh okay hit that space bar button i'll be right back space bar bye welcome we're back hello so um guys ben has left for the evening um he'll be joining us tomorrow hopefully we'll be getting another recording in if not he is going to have a very safe and happy journey to california where he's beginning a new chapter. Um, so say your prayers, wish Ben good luck, um, send him a lot of love for us. Uh, but with that, guys, Lena is going to continue talking. We did cut her off with the Star Wars tangent, <laughs> which well, was fair, which was, was completely it was, it was, fair. It was, a necessary con- it was a necessary conversation it was that very had to happen. Without a doubt, yeah, it was yeah. necessary. It um, had to happen. But Lena, would uh, I'd like you to shed some light on your uh, said spiritual awakening. <laughs> I feel like Andrew's cringing. 
I don't even know what he's talking about. Well, I I told you I thought I had a spiritual awakening because like all at once, like everything changed. So like November, um, I'm like everything. So what do you think is a spiritual awakening, Jake? Because we were talking about this earlier. The deconstitution of the self and everything around you into a new perspective of your life and how you want to live it. Yes. That was actually a perfect That's like, description. It was so fast, too. Um, but so at the end of November... Um, probably got the definition just etched into <laughs> to his corneas. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, right? like fucking eight of them. It's like Please. right there across. Like That was so quick. That was great. Um, at, the, at the end of November of 2020, like I had a lot of shit go no down. Fuck 2020. Like you guys know I had a lot of stuff go down. Like um, I left friends who I've been friends with since I was an adolescent, um, and I met my cat, um, and I know that, like, doesn't seem like a big deal, but, like, cats are very spiritual animals, and that's what I personally believe, um, but then I found out I was moving, um, I got a new job, like, everything just, like, transitioned for me externally and internally, and I decided it was time for myself to, like, heal entirely, um, from all this shit I had going on. Um, and that was basically my experience. I don't know if I should go into further details. I mean, you can if you want. Um, Unless you don't want to. I'll go on, like, the internal part. Like, I was at a very negative mind state for a long period of time where I was just very anxious and upset about almost everything. And Andrew helped me a lot where he like called me out on my shit. And so like I decided to start being more independent and um starting to become more quote unquote spiritual, just like being more intuitive of my mind and body. Um Do you and, med- do you meditate? Yes, I do meditate. Love meditation. It's really hard. Like what it's kind a of meditation skill. Do you do? Like I like to do like stillness where mm. I just cuz I have a very big issue with like as- disassociating. So, like, I'll get, I'll feel, like, out of body. So, I just like to sit and in silence and, like, go from, like, breathe, breathing and then listening to mm. everything around me and then, like, move all my senses. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I feel like it's time to wake, like. Yeah, that's how I do it. Too. Yeah, same. I, I, I love doing it. And really, it, it's, it's, like, a totally different way to center you. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was never really, I never really tried meditation, but then again, until like last couple of years, I never realized what stress actually was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And since like moving out of like my parents' home and trying to figure things out and, and dealing with regular life struggles and dealing with the whole like paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, like shit can get really stressful. And like you were saying is like it, you, you forget like how much of a turmoil your mind is going like into you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and i feel like our minds are much more susceptible to negative thoughts than they are to positive thoughts so uh, through meditation i definitely found it's a great way to center you and make you feel like you're a person again or just just being without actually doing something Mm -hmm. because that is something that like you know our like is a lifestyle now it's always go 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 it's it's you're constantly doing this and if you're not doing like three things at once what are you doing so I feel like it is important to take a step back and just do nothing and like listen to your mind and your body like and try to center yourself and get your basically just, you know, get your shit together. Exactly. Just for like just for a few, even if it's for a few moments, those look what we were talking about earlier. It's like when you like you're going through like a mood or you feel shitty or you like you feel like you just hate the world, but all of a sudden you just hydrate 
or you eat food. And eat a snack. And yeah, eat a snack and hydrate, and all of a sudden you feel like a brand new person. I feel like meditation is the same thing, but so much more for it. It's, it has the exact same effect as like eating a snack or drinking water or something, but for different reasons. You know, just get your mind in check. Because like I said, your mind can just be racing with all these negative thoughts or, or anything else or all the stuff you have to do in a day. Mm-hmm. And just to take a step back and just, you know, get your, you know, just, just look deep inside. And, and it's the same thing as like when you want to, when you need to vent. It's kind of like a, it's like a spiritual vent. Mm-hmm. You know what I like mean? Like you feel it building up. Yeah, yeah. It's a spiritual vent. Because like, but when you're... Because I definitely had times for days on end where I feel like I'm going crazy, right? And it's because I'm bottling it up and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, like the first three weeks of us doing this, we're all arguing. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's bottling up and you feel like you just, you're just getting frustrated and you're, you, nothing is working. Till finally like the closest person or you come in contact with someone who's very close to you, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's like a best friend, your parent or your sibling, whoever you feel like, like most comfortable talking to and like it's always like they go, hey, and you go, hey, and you're like, I need to just talk really quick. And like, you just need to vent like a crazy person. Exactly. But it's helpful to say all that stuff out loud because then you, you realize how ridiculous that you're like, whoa, whoa, I'm stressing about that. That doesn't make any sense. Or you just need to vent and get it out. Meditation, I feel like is the same thing, but doing it like inward and, and really like calming, your, yeah, calming yourself down and regrouping yourself. And you realize how unimportant all these things that you're stressing about kind of is mm-hmm. or, or it helps you collect those thoughts in an organized manner to be like well wait i can do this you know it just like helps you gather yourself before you do anything yeah. and like a lot of there's this girl that i found on social media her name is hannah jara mm. and she is what i aspire to be in the sense that like she starts her day off every day like reading affirmations and like just drinking water and just stretching and like reading a book and then getting on with her day and just being productive and like she tries to like instead of like promoting like a certain body image she literally just shows herself so raw on Mm. social media which is i think what everyone needs right now because especially for well for girls especially like growing up with such like social standards of how you're supposed to look oh my god it's it killed like a for for a long time like i was trying so hard to like like just literally like a last few months until i was like this is how i look okay like i was trying so hard to get that instagram booty and like I mean, all dude, this like, stuff yeah like i mean as a guy like i want that too like as a guy like i want that six pack you want to have broad shoulders you want to have like toned a toned body overrated but, yeah well that's what i I'm feel saying. so much happier with my beer gut <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what i'm saying it's like if you're well one if you're doing it for someone else wrong reason mm-hmm. automatically you're like x you're not in anymore because you're doing it unless you're doing it because you love yourself but then again like i was i was talking to somebody and they're like you know staying on all these diets and consistently working out and doing all these things and you have to stay on this set schedule for a moment you sit back and you think well what am i living for you know mm-hmm. it's like eat that pizza you know obviously don't live an unhealthy lifestyle but enjoy that pizza go to taco Indulge, bell yeah. drink that beer like staying on this strict dietary thing just to look good unless you unless you like it and you're happy with that lifestyle that's cool but it's also not for everyone you know and if you don't automatically if you don't love yourself as being like underweight or overweight then how are you going to love yourself being fit exactly because there's always going to be something that's wrong yeah and like going through my quote-unquote spiritual awakening like i 
like totally reevaluated myself like Andrew was like you like he called me out really bad and he was like you need to get your shit together mm-hmm. basically and I was like mm, facts and it was like it's really hard to like hear when something's when t- people are telling you what's wrong with you because you're like I already know all this and or that's not true this is true but like I feel like criticism is the best thing when it's positive criticism like I care about you and I want this for you. As a friend. As a here's friend. Here's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I I walked away from like, because I feel like I have grown a lot as a person and changed a lot as a person and like walking away from friends and situations that were just no longer for me and didn't serve me anymore. They're not supporting you. Yeah. And it was just, it's just really hard to do because like that's all you've known as like a child. And now you're like growing and you feel like there's more out there for you. Yeah. I mean, that's what's really important about your 20s. I mean, I was just talking to my mom and and she was telling me how she, I was talking to her this morning and she was on the, like I was talking to her on the phone and she was like saying how proud she was of me and my sister and my brother, but like mainly my, my sister and I at the time because she was like, not, I don't. Don't take this the wrong way. I don't like seeing you guys struggle, but I like I like seeing the struggle that you guys are in and you're able to problem solve it and you're able to get through it. And I'm like super proud of you guys for that because she was talking about all these people who she knows where they have kids and they're in their 30s and their kids aren't pushing them to do anything else and they work like part-time jobs and they're still living at home. Not that I'm judging that. It's really hard to make it around here. It's mm-hmm. hard to make it in the world. But, uh, you know, at the time, like, I think my mom, like, basically, because we had to abruptly move, like, when I had to move out, like, she, we had to sell the house, and I think that's one of the best things that ever happened to me, because I literally, like, I was, like, I had to think on my feet, and I had to move out with what little money I had, I had to problem solve to figure out who I was, what I wanted to do, and I had to do all this stuff, like, and it's, and if you're doing it for the right reasons, and you're looking at through positive outlets, it's one of the best things you can do in your 20s is just to try to make it out on your own and fail over and over and over again. And eventually you'll you'll get through it. Eventually you'll pass. Like not saying that like you're going to fail. That's not necessarily positive reinforcement, but failing teaches you so much shit. Like or or figuring it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a, a situation when you are running low on money or when you're like, okay, well, how do, how do I do this? How do I fix this problem? How do I fix this problem? Where am I going to live? And all this other stuff. It's extreme, it's, it's extreme pressure, but that's what builds you as a person. Like mm-hmm. what you're saying, it like creates it, it, you know, you figure out who you are and you, you figure out how to problem solve and that, that your failures and struggles are what builds you as a person. And that's how you figure who you are. You don't figure yourself out by like, you know, living an extravagant lifestyle or like basically just having an easy ridden life. You figure out who you are during your hardest moments and when you're struggling and when you when you do feel alone and when you feel like you can't figure it out. But that's when you realize how strong you are and how independent and what you actually can overcome because Mm -hmm. the harder things you go through, the more you realize the easier life goes on because you can reflect back like through meditation and stuff like that. You can reflect back on, okay, well, I made it through this objective like a year ago. What's from stopping me to make it through this? Like, does it really put some, because you're like, you could be going through something that you think is difficult, but you're like, well, wait, a year ago, I was homeless. I made it through that. So why can't I pay this small bill? Or why can't I overcome this small trial? Or why can't I overcome this really difficult, you know, class that I signed up for mm-hmm. to 
overcome. <laughs> but um, what what else like brought you to uh, basically having a spiritual awakening? Like what 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 in your mind made you feel like it was a spiritual awakening? Just so I real like like I said I really reevaluated everything and the way that everything just happened like simultaneously like everything that I've been wanting and working towards happened simultaneously mm. so I've always had my goals set I've always known what I wanted to do with my life mm. which revolves around like um well first it was like theater and acting and choir and it transitioned into like nonprofits and possibly all that other stuff um and finally seeing like that like a nonprofit job just like came to me after looking for so long so like I of course I was looking for a job but I like emailed like this um the Good Shepherd Alliance is what the nonprofit's called mm. and it's a local one within and, and Loudoun you County. want to keep your nonprofit out of religion ah uh, yes I do and your 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 nonprofit is under good profit um that so the Good Shepherd Alliance good was shepherd. Good that shepherd. was a nonprofit that I was working under for experience I mean you gotta start oh, some- I see, yeah I see, I see. you gotta start somewhere and it, I have always shopped. I was, I was about to say there could be some backlash there. Oh yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to associate my nonprofit with theirs. But um, it was called the Good Shepherd Alliance, and um, I like I've always shopped at their thrift store, so I was like, this is perfect. And like that came along right as I was like trying to like work on myself, like focus on school, focus on like how can I better my well being and myself because I had such like negative ticks and all these like I would totally beat myself up I would talk myself down and I would just compare myself to everyone and as soon as I like started focusing on me focusing on the way I was handling things that were going on in my life and my relationship and taking charge it's like I was being rewarded with all these things what yeah. like Andrew's small penis <laughs> totally <laughs> totally no but that's definitely true it's like I think I think uh <laughs> Comparing yourself to other people is like the the one of the worst things you can do, and beating yourself up, like I said, like having a negative mindset, over and over and over again. It's like as soon as you force yourself to have a positive mindset, like I think good things will definitely come to you, because it's like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're if you're fo if you're that's that's true when they say if you're focusing on the bad things, only bad things are gonna come towards you. If you focus on the good things or possibilities, they will come. It all depends on your mindset and how you look at it. Exactly, and like. I like I I don't know if anyone like this is how I see it the day that I walked away from those people that were in my life I met Ashley introduced me to my cat Nugget and I was like okay this is insane and yeah. Ashley's the one who pointed out to me she was like because I was venting, venting to her about all this stuff because that night um, a lot was going on and she was just like I think that this, this cat came at the perfect time it's like he was meant for you and this is what's supposed to happen so right. I was like okay then I guess this is my reward for doing what's right and what's supposed to happen and then I found I got my non first nonprofit job and then I found out I was moving and then like all these other good things started happening to me and I was like, OK, then I'm on the right path. Like I'm mm -hmm. doing what I'm supposed to do and it's only under my control. No one else's. And it's great that you're looking at that as a as a positive thing. Like mm -hmm. you could just be like, oh, yeah, like I got a cat, whatever. Oh, I have to fucking move. Oh, my God. Oh, I lost all my friends. But you're looking at these things as signs, mm -hmm. as like positive signs that are happening, and that's and that's basically it. What you need to do, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, because moving is never. I mean, they say that moving and, and losing friends and like death of a loved one and like losing a friend is kind of like 
death of a loved one. It felt like death. Yeah, and (laughs) they say those two things are the most stressful things Mm -hmm. that a person can go through, especially if you go through them all at once. It's it's not easy, but that's I'm I'm really proud of you that you're able to like get through all that and you're finding positive outlets, which I, I feel like a lot of people don't know how to do. It's really hard, and like what you were saying, a lot of people like that grow up easy they don't like realize all these things mm-hmm. and i f- like this is not towards anyone who's had a very not, like a great lifestyle like growing up w- with parents who come from money and all these stuff this is like not bashing anyone like you were born where you're meant to be so yeah. but um i've i for a long time i held resentment against the people in my life that grew up easy mm-hmm. quote unquote easy because i was always like how come it, they get all these things and i still have to do this mm-hmm. how come like I have to work like 40 hours a week while they're sitting at home, like drinking together while I'm stuck at work. And like, I was so angry all the time about it. And I think that that's a big part in how like I did the flip flop. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, there's only, there's only, there's like two things that from that one, that resentment only affects you Mm -hmm. because like, they're not thinking about you. They're not giving you, they're not thinking twice about you about how much you're, you know, resenting them. Mm-hmm. That's only like a weight on yourself. And two, a positive way of looking at it is in the long run, you know, you will develop these skills. Mm-hmm. You have developed these skills where now you know you can live like this. Uh, funny enough that we're talking about this, like another thing I was mentioning to my mom was that it's better to struggle and come from like very little or go through numerous hardships over and over and over again because then you can regroup and reassess your life. People who like come from money and they've always had money and and not talking shit about people who have money. That's great if you've earned your money. But if you were born into it and you weren't really forced to work really hard and nothing was lighting the fire under your ass to get going and figure shit out, if something down the line happens, you don't know how to re uh, like correct your life. You don't know how Mm -hmm. to like readjust living like a certain way. You know what I mean? So it's like... There are because there are people out there who literally like grow up with money, come from money, always have money. Then they end up working a job where they make three hundred thousand dollars a year, right? And then they're in their forties, and then they get fired or let go. And then they have like that's when you see people have like you know a midlife crisis, or they continue spending, or they don't know how to readjust their life because of the whole keeping up with the Joneses lifestyle, mm-hmm. where they don't they're like almost embarrassed of it, and then they put themselves in so much debt because they're too afraid to downsize anything. When you come from like basically a downsized life, and you basically have to continue working harder and harder every day just to stay afloat, one, I think you're much more appreciative when something really good does happen to you, and two. Later down the line, you are self-aware enough that if this is taken away, you know you will be just as happy and you will be able to make it if any of this shit is taken away from you. And that's what's Mm -hmm. mostly important. And that's like that definitely like now looking back, I don't resent anyone. I'm grateful completely for everything that like my family and I have endured because like I like my dad came from the Philippines Contas Duenas and that's a very impoverished area of the Philippines and so he literally was living in a bamboo hut wiping his ass with bamboo leaves and bathing in a river Mm -hmm. and so he has grown up to be very humble and when like we I grew up in a three-bedroom apartment with my family of six and like for a long time we were bordering the poverty line So my sister was working 40 hours a week while in high school at Toys R Us. 
and helping my parents pay for rent and groceries because my parents couldn't make it mm-hmm. while also having three other kids and sharing one car. So everything was really, really hard for them. And I had to like sit back and watch. But as a kid, you don't really like you don't think about like, oh, my mom and dad, like they're working really hard. Like you're just doing your own thing as a child. You don't think about what poor and rich is. Yeah, you have no concept of that. You're just like, how come my friends have these toys and I don't? Mm -hmm. Why can my friends' moms buy them them these toys and I can't have them? Right. And like that's like kind of your thought process of that when you're a kid. But growing up now when my like – like when I say like spiritual awakenings, like my family has just been – had the privilege of being able to move during a global pandemic – like these, like I, me and my sister felt guilty for being able to move because we're yeah. like, all these people can't even make their rent and we're moving to a house. Like that's, I feel bad. And it's just like now that I know what it's like to be, live a certain way, like I'm very, very grateful for like. Yeah, for like for anything that happens in your life though, you're more grateful. And I think that's what a lot of life is. It's about. Finding appreciation in even the smallest of things, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, it's it, just to compare, like, I know from it's, I dislike bringing it up for certain reasons, but because I did it to myself, but when we sold our house, the reason why I was like so panicked was because I had a pending felony. And I mean, I did do that. I got arrested myself. That was my fault. But I went, but when basically it was like, all right, go be free. And I'm like, and I was literally looking at list. First I went like two apartments I could live in. Then all those shot me down. I went for basements that I could rent out. All those shot me down. Then I went for rooms to rent, which are like in this area, like $800 mm-hmm. still. And I, all those shot me down. So I'm literally like, where the, f- like, you know, cause you type in my name in loudoncounty.gov and like, there I am. And no one wants to let someone with that kind of record into their house. So that, like that humbled me if anything because i was like i did that shit on my own this is my fault Mm -hmm. like this is my fault i couldn't blame anybody else that doesn't define you as a person it defines you on paper yeah yeah well well, absolutely yeah most most people won't give you that chance though no they don't they see it on paper they don't even want to talk to you in person which is unfair but everyone's a stranger until you get to meet them exactly well yeah you don't know that person's story there's people who have done worse than me who just weren't caught and you know with I mean? with appreciating, uh, you know, like the samurai practice of Bushido, the breath of life, mm-hmm. every single breath, appreciating life, I think what goes with that is seeing a stranger as somebody you haven't met yet. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's And that's how you should do it. Like, when walking up to a stranger, you really should just be like, you don't know their story. Like, you, you don't know anything about them. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they've seen. And it's just so, I don't know, I find that so interesting. Um, in a way, and that's why I think we really need to just meet people with that equal respect. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, it's not a thing in the in the job market and in the living situations, you know. Which I I understand. Like I get why someone doesn't. If you look someone up on paper, the stick, you know, you don't. They. That's another thing where you could do that in a positive way, where you don't know that person's story. So, you know, be gentle with them. But then again, if you see like my record. They don't know my. They don't know it was an accident. They don't know it was like a, a. They don't know the whole situation. They weren't there for the whole ride. All they see is like you said, like that one thing on paper. But like that whole thing humbled me because at that point I couldn't blame anybody else anymore. I couldn't be like, well, why is the world like this? I couldn't blame the world. I couldn't blame, you know, a family member. I couldn't blame a friend. It was my fault, and I think that's one of the biggest things that humbled me. 
And I was like, okay, well, this sucks. And this is going to be on my record for a while. And that's, I think, what motivated me. Well, it's going to be on there forever until I get it expunged. But that's what motiva- motivated me to do so much better in every other like outlet in life. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to kick ass at work all the time. All right, I'm going to like get, I'm going to raise my credit through the roof. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to like, you know, be a different person so that this one little thing doesn't affect my future forever. It's like, okay, on this one piece of paper, yeah, I did something that's looked down upon and it's actually, is really frowned upon in society. But in all these other like pieces of paper that you look me up, like I'm doing really well. And like those things hopefully one day will balance each other out. So when I do land like a specific interview or want to do something, it's not just overshadowed by this one thing I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just coming, just being in a shitty situation. You're right though, how much it does humble you and, and, and you learn from that and it pushes you to do better. Like, Sorry, Alex, it's exactly that. Mm-hmm. It humbles you mm-hmm. and it pushes you to be better. Um, I'm sure you have this outlook on it, but anyway, you look on what happened to you. That is the lesson. It's not about how it came to be. It's about what you learned from it and who it made you become. If that hadn't happened to you, you would not be sitting at this table. No, no, hell no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have stopped. Like I said, like the OD and getting arrested made me be like, all right, I'm done now. This is not for me, you know? And it's, and that, but you're right though. Cause life is, Life is 10% things happening to you and 90% how you react to them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, because I know people who, all, I know people who also OD'd, but then they went on to go OD six more times. I know people who got arrested once and they were like, okay, I'm done. I'm gonna get my life together. But then there's people who also got arrested once and then they went, went on to get arrested six more times. It's all about how you react to it because you can be like, okay, I don't want to be that. I want to be better. Or you could be like, well, I'm just going to... you Either it went right over your head and you don't care. Or you're like, well, I'm just a piece of shit anyways. This is what I'm just going to do. But at the end of the day, that's not taking responsibility for what you did. You're just kind of just adapt. You're just kind of going along with the flow. And you're like, okay, this is what I'll do now. But that's great because like instead of being like, hey, I'm going to overdose six more times, you were able to get yourself out of that and flip it. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, no, one's good for me. Well, because it... <laughs> Well, it's kind of like how you said it was a spiritual awakening. Yeah. I kind of had. Yeah. I had almost like a spiritual awakening of like, because uh, it's such a meme now with people our age where it's like, oh, life is hard. I want to die. Or, oh, I can't wait yeah. till I die. I think a lot of those people who say that, I, mean, I can't speak for them, but I think a lot of people who say that have never looked at death in the face. They're just, it's just a meme. It's just something you say now because you're in your 20s and life is hard. But I but well, for looking death directly in the eyes is also extremely overwhelming, and yeah. that alone can take the will of life away. Yes, yes, that I I agree on that part. Where yes, some people do it, and they're like, okay, well, no, I want to do it. But I think some people, at least in my, for me, like when I woke up, I was like, I don't want to die. I was like, I have too many things I want to try. Like I don't even, fu- I've barely left Virginia ever. Like what? I want to see the West Coast. I want to see a different country. I want to, I want to at least try in life before mm-hmm. it's take before it, the idea of it is even taken away. You know? How could you not? Yeah, exactly. But um, tell us more about the positive things you're doing on the spiritual awakening. Linda, sorry, I just while we were talking, I just got an idea for you. What is it? Um, during the Great Depression in the United States in the 1920s. 
uh, potatoes. 30s. 20s, 30s. It started in the 20s and in the 30s. Who gives a shit? Fucking. <laughs> it's all numbers. Potatoes were a huge crop during that time, especially right before the Dust Bowl when you were still able to, you know, mass farm potatoes. That was one of the biggest crops we were putting out in the country at the time. Um, especially at an impoverished level of needing sustenance. Potatoes were huge. Um, so you could assume that uh, the impoverished families were eating potatoes. So what the potato manufacturers would actually do is the burlap sacks that they would uh, distribute the potatoes in, the giant sacks of burlap, yeah. they would actually put designs on the burlap so that mothers would be able to repurpose the burlap into clothing. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. And that's I think awesome. just, you know, in your nonprofit, in the search for clothes, maybe down the road, if you end up getting some kind of connection with a company like that, you know, you're, you're from the Philippines being able to send back food as well as clothing mm -hmm. as packaging. That would be cool, really cool. Just food for thought. I don't know. Just random thought. That's a good idea. I mean, I, so working at, um, Hope's Treasures, there was a lot surprise to, like this was shocking to me um my so my mom's from new york and my dad's from the philippines but whenever um that's a that's a huge difference oh the cultural differences are insane growing up in my house was something else what part of what part of new york was your mom from buffalo okay so upstate yeah she had a she had a blast she we went there for like a funeral and a family reunion reunion and she just told me everything and i fell in love with it like i'd love to have like a cottage there or something one day upstate um, new york is beautiful it's beautiful and if we, when you're driving through like i was driving from buffalo to niagara well a certain part of buffalo to niagara and we passed like the cheerios factory and she and she had got a sweatshirt that said my city smells like Cheerios and it's you could smell it it was crazy like being it smelled there, like Cheerios yeah like we passed the factory like being the General Mills factory and so being there was oh, I, I love it I love it it's they just got their first Chick-fil-A there recently like that's how small it is in upstate New York they just got their first Chick-fil-A in the town my mom grew up in Buffalo it's like Orchard Park or something like that. What's your favorite cereal? Mine, oh, Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Bunches of Oats. Oh, no, 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 Honey Bunches of Oats and Honey Nut Cheerios. Special K Red Berry. Ooh, I loved that growing up. But as I was saying, um, like, grow, like working at Hope's Treasures, um, all of these Filipino men and women would come in all the time. And I was very surprised because... I was like, I've never seen this many Filipino people in Sterling, Virginia before, but okay. And they would come in and they would buy like carts full of bags, shoes, clothes, all to send back to the Philippines. And it was always the woman doing it. Because my Lola growing up, she would do the same exact thing. My Lola's my grandma. And so she would do the same exact thing. And I guess it's, so it's a cultural thing to marry a white man. And There you go, Andrew. <laughs> to marry a white man um or a very well-off man in america and then ha have um you buy things and send them back to the philippines that's what my lola did and that's what most women in the philippines do and it's like something that's done but like not the basis like for i was about to fiance. say you, that could, that's called you called that tradition i would as a first generation second generation american call that like almost 
economic manipulation. Yeah, I wouldn't call it tradition because I would never do that because like, so my, my dad married my mom and like, it was like this whole thing. It's something that's done, but never talked about. So like, it was my mom. More of a mindset. Yeah, it was, it's a mindset, but it's never talked about. It's just kind of like this thing that all Filipino women know about. So like my dad married my mom and it was like this huge thing because she was a white woman and not a Filipino woman. Uh, so your dad kind of flipped the flipped the thing around. Yes. So it was a little bit crazy, but we're, yeah, but as I was saying, working there, so like all of these people are sending stuff back. So it's, I like how you said that because instead of buying stuff to send back, I can just make it, manufacture it myself. Yeah. Especially to that part of the Philippines. Yeah. Sweet. So, um... Have you been to the Philippines? <laughs> no. Um, I want to go to like the nicer parts of the Philippines. Um, I'm not allowed to go to where my dad grew up because growing up he yeah. was kidnapped a couple times. So I'm not allowed to go, especially being like half white. My Lola said it's like kind of dangerous. It's very Because like they dangerous. consider like what like mixed filipino girls like celebrities almost well especially there. in the philippines today you need to worry a lot less about um i don't know exactly what your father experienced but i imagine it was a lot more um not actually just the the turmoil that the philippines was in at the time i'd imagine your father was there was heavily it was a, a fight for dominance over a drug trade and then in the last 20 years, you see Duterte come in, and now the fear is from the government rather than from organizations. Yeah. And that's actually, like, how my... Like, so my dad... That's how my dad actually had the opportunity to come to America is because my Lola met my Lola, who... He's a white man who was in the army or the military or the air force or something. I can't remember which branch he was in, but he actually... In the Philippines? Yeah, he was stationed in the Philippines. The probably the army. So they met as he was stationed and then brought them to japan and then brought them back to america so that's how he actually okay, never mind he was navy the navy okay then he was the navy i can't remember i remember like in elementary school giving him something for veterans day but that, that's like the extent of my knowledge on how he grew up dude i just yeah. i love hearing about different parts of the world i live in my fucking basement i've never seen <laughs> fucking korea anything like that so getting these stories man Fucking a lot of the world to see not enough time time is an illusion time, time is, is an is illusion there. but it's also your greatest tool time is a social construct it time is isn't a social construct time is a very real uh object that we do not understand but we have given a way to understand it we've created calendars we've created ways to track it mathematically not we haven't made it up off of mathematic calculations in our own position in the entire universe. We have created our own spectrum of time. Time as itself is an entity much as gravity is an entity. Time moves as one with space and gravity and in the universe as a whole is its own dimension that we do not understand. And the only way we're able to calculate it is from our exact position in this universe. If we moved anywhere else, we'd have to create a whole new structure of time. Um, that's where time isn't made up, it's subjective. I sometimes like feel that society made up time to give us some type of order. To just make us feel like... The construct of time, yes. The reality of time, no. 
the reality of time is interesting. Have you ever seen About Time, the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should watch it. I think it, you would really like it. Is it's, it a scientific movie? Um, not really. It's a time travel movie. Um, with it's, not, it's not scientific at all. No, he. I mean, science fiction it. is still the great genre. Yeah, yeah but it's fiction. not scientific at all. It's a pretty much a love story. It is, but it's through time. And like all my favorite um, movies are time traveling if i feel like you would love midnight in paris because it's about this artist who like his wife doesn't understand and so he goes back in time to the 1920s and meets all of these like hemingway and picasso and he writes about so like an indie movie kind of yeah 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 Yeah. i love indie (laughs) movies (laughs) yo i do too i love indie movies Mm. like do you know like indiana jones yeah. Yep. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite. Indie Have you movie. seen um, Midnight in Paris? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's oh, so good. About time. Movie. Have you seen that one? I have not seen about time. You, I feel like you would like that one. Really? It's so good. Yeah. Have you, uh, do you know? Are you familiar with the Duplass brothers movies? No. Like movies? Alex said, are you familiar with the Duplass brothers? Yeah. Who's I'm the Duplass not. brothers? Um, they they're they they make a lot of like independent movies mm-hmm. like um. They made this movie called Cyrus. They made this movie like called like Jeff Who Lives at Home. I think they also directed uh, Drinking Buddies. And they kind of like it's like a subgenre underneath indie movies where it's called Mumblecore. And it's where they kind of like majority of the film is improvised, right? Like there's like a there's like a set, there's like a script, but really they kind of just they let the actors kind of like stumble their words. Like they prefer to leave movies in where Sorry, Alex. Yeah. Why the fuck are we not writing a screenplay? We should. I have like like seven ideas, like half scripts that I have. Yeah. Like random ideas. Yeah, me too. Let's write a screenplay. Fuck, dude. I don't know why I just thought of that. We should. Because like what Mumble... Sorry, keep... Like, no, you're fine. Like what Mumblecore is like... You know how in movies where people don't like like stumble over their words or people don't talk over each other? Mm-hmm. Well, they let people do that. Like they leave in uh, like a lot of ums and errs. Like how I'm talking right now where I am going like, uh, and I'm like stumbling over words. Yeah. Well, they leave that and they have just a bunch of actors just talking to each other like that so it feels a lot more natural. And a lot of their movies are very just small. Like there's, there's you know, these big action movies that are like, we have to save the world. But like Drinking Buddies just has to do with like these two, I think two couples. They go to a cabin. They go hit up a couple of breweries. They get back. Two of them and two of them actually sleep together who they, and they cheat on their couples. But then it just deals with like the day after. It's just that. And then, like, they spend the weekend together, and it's really awkward. And then it's the day when they get back. Damn. It's just that. And that that's the movie. I want to see that. Yeah, it's called Drinking Buddies. I think it's still on Netflix. <gasps> then I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Have you watched her before? Yes. When he falls in love oh, with his phone? Yeah, with Walking Phoenix. Yes. It's S- so good. The style. I love the style and the sets of that movie. Like, the attention to detail, and, like, there's always, like, these, like, it, it's kind of future, but it's almost believable. Uh-huh. But like everyone is kind of like this hip, trendy, like hipster type. Like, and I love that style and the aesthetic of like even the background and like the the just the the attention to detail they take of like the setup of his apartment. Mm-hmm. Like you're like that's so this character, and it's just it's so intriguing to watch. I thought it was amazing, but it's dude, that's almost a tearjerker. It made like, me cry. Yeah, right. It's a tearjerker, and like he just falls in love with a phone. Like, like, they have the weirdest part was when they had sex. Yeah, that was very. I mean, what? It, it's no different. I mean, it's no, it's no different than having. How does um, he have 
Uh, hold on, explain this to it's me. It's like phone sex. What yeah. is What does he do with the phone? They just talk. They just talk dirty to each other. What is like, he like in love with Siri or some shit? It's quite literally yeah. phone sex. Yeah, but like it's honestly like if you've ever had phone sex, it's similar to that. Like it's it really is like that. But like was was like the was like Siri talking to him? I'm so yeah, confused. but it's, it's it's voiced by oh fuck, what's her name? She's I in. Can't oh god, it's gonna bug me. It's um. I can look up. The yeah, look it up. Look up who. What's it called? It's her? called her. With Joaquin Phoenix. What's her name? She's in the Marvel movie. She's cat- She's a Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, yeah. yeah Scar- that was Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, she does the voice of the phone. Are you Jesus. sure? Is it not Amy Adams? No, it's Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I see. Amy Samantha? Is- yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but, oh, fuck. What's another TV show you should watch? Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Oh, God. It's going to bug me. Somebody somebody talk. Somebody tell a story really quick while I find this. Oh, have a story. I mean, I could tell you about the time when I was a native in Hawaii. Oh, my God. Please you stop. were not a native in Hawaii. Guy. Dude, I lived there for seven days. Okay. I lived, then I was a native in Colorado. Yeah, right? you were. And I was a native in Colorado. Yes, you were. For what? Three, four days? <laughs> like four days, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. How was the flight? You know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, going there, it was actually super packed. For but, real? Yeah, like, actually, every seat was taken going there. We got lucky. Um, both our, when we were going to Albuquerque, um, the flight to Dallas and the flight from Dallas, there was nobody on the plane. Me and Matthew both got whole rows to ourselves. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I, that's, I, like, laid down. On Yeah, on the way back, me and my friend got a whole row to ourselves. Oh, yeah. but I just, I just found it. It's called uh, Go on Netflix and Watch Easy. If you Easy. like if you like indie things and if you're interested you in this whole mumblecore genre, look up Easy. Mumble rapping. There's like this I don't know what it is about like indie films, but there's always this warm like sad warm it's, contrast or like warm tone this purple tone. Yeah. Over all the films. It's, and it's just, a feeling oh, you get so from it. Warm. It's it's a, a hue. It's a real feeling. Hue, yes. Like uh the the show Easy. I, it just I don't know. It's so it's very like there's I don't know. I like I like the hip and trendiness. Mm-hmm. of it but it just takes place like a uh, one episode just takes place uh, about a couple like it's kind of like an anthology where every episode jumps back in to like a different person's life mm-hmm. and sometimes they like intertwine but one episode just has to do with two cup like a couple in their 30s and they have kids and they're just trying to like the episode is just them reinventing trying to reinvent their sex life but it's nothing crazy it's just them and they're talking about it in the kitchen and then they go to like a sex toy shop and they're talking in the sex toy shop, and they go back and they try new things. Dude, I think that's what really encapsulates uh, indie movies is yeah. that it's you could call them slice of life, but it I also has a super uh, a lot of depth to it. My favorite, yeah. um, I, I'd call it an indie movie. Uh, there are prof- prolific actors. Um, uh, have you ever seen My Breakfast or My Dinner with Andre? Oh, that sounds familiar. No, I've definitely heard of that. Literally, though. it's two guys, uh, Andre Gregory and Wallace Shawn. Mm. They sit down at a oh, diner. I love Wallace Shawn. And yeah, dude, Wallace Shawn's uh, like the Princess Bride. Inconceivable. The, <laughs> the classic blunder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, they sit down and they just have dinner and they talk about life. They talk about the metaphysics of reality and what it means to be human. Um, really philosophical topics, but it's... It's, it's a conversation. It's like you're listening to a podcast, but you're watching it as a movie. And yeah. it's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, on the opposite end of that spectrum, uh, I'd also call this an indie. Have you ever seen or heard of Antrim? Uh, 
No, I haven't. So the whole point is that uh, they made this up. This isn't biblical, but the the word antrum is the point at which uh, when Lucifer was cast out of heaven, that is the place on the earth that he fell. Um, and it's like the most evil place in the world. And they do like a beautiful, like it's a genius uh, indie horror movie about like the existential horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I don't, I, I like, yeah, I like indie movies because there's just such a real, there's such a real feeling that you don't get from like Hollywood, like from most Hollywood films mm-hmm. and you're like, that's not what life is. And like what we were talking about, comparing yourself, you compare yourself to like all these like celebrities and what they look like and like how, you know. And yeah. How, why, why the fuck? Dude, honestly, I look at myself in the mirror every day and I'm like, holy shit, Jake, you look like Henry Cavill. And then everyone's like, no, Jake, you look nothing like Henry Cavill. No, Jake, you look and I'm like-, like, what is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, Jake, you look like Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> That's what the motherfuckers or are Jesse just Eisenberg. like. Jesse Eisenberg. No. Like, oh, Jake, you're, you, look like, you look like Jesse Eisenberg. You look like Michael Sarah. I'm like... They look like the same person. Okay. Do I actually look like you them? You don't look like, like Michael dude, Sarah. I honestly, no, first you don't, of all, you don't look like Michael Sarah. You could be Jesse Eisenberg's like brother, or or what's his name from uh, what's uh, uh, Dick in a Box? Who was that guy? Dick in a Box. Andy Samberg. Um, they're Andy all Samberg. the same person. Yeah, they're all evolutions. They're like Pokemon evolutions. Dude, I'm not the fourth. Yeah, you are. I'm not. Dye your hair dark brown, like my color brown. Boom. If I was bald. <laughs> think about if I was. Think about me if I was bald, bro. I have all my hair. I'm Ch- so glad. Sometimes Chester Bennington. I know, right? If I shave, when Get I shave, high and tight. When I shave, look like when I did shave my head, I did look like Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington or Seth Green? That's what people tell me I look like. It's probably Seth because, Green. I could see. Yeah, it's probably because me and Seth Green we, are the same size. You know how to braid hair? Yeah. Why have you never Why done it you, to me? Yeah. You guys don't know how to braid hair. I do, but I didn't know that he does. Dude, if you're like, if you're gonna, Andrews, I look good. It doesn't look bad at all. Yeah. Hey, that's a beautiful like fucking if you don't know how to braid yeah, your hair, hair bro, you just can't get bitches I'm gonna like, braid the other side he looks like an Amish boy everyone I just braided my hair there's my dick in the Andrew back. does have long hair I don't know if y'all have seen it he's got locks bro when I met him it was so short yeah I forgot what you look like with short hair fucking what's your Maddie put a picture of you on her story from like three years ago the yeah, other day when I took her to and prom. I was like oh my god Maddie who <laughs> you took Maddie to prom? Um, I want to see. I want to see. Uh, it, what? Uh, that's because her boyfriend ah! wouldn't take her. Oh, Andrew, that was so sweet of you. Yeah, um, Andrew's a good so guy. Even I meant it as like a it. joke when I said it, but she was so excited that I was like, ah, okay, yeah, let's go. Andrew, that was so sweet. Oh, my God, I want to see. I want to see. Oh, you got pictures. Shout out, Maddie Malonis. I love you, boo. Dude, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, the mic just picked you up, buddy. You don't have to whisper. I don't want her to hear that. <laughs> it was a question. The I don't want her to think I'm... <laughs> was it him? Yeah. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Do you think Margaret Thatcher empowered women? Margaret Thatcher. I'm sorry. Why is that not ringing a bell in my, in my head of like a picture of her? It's an awful question. Let me look her up. I can't remember. I need no, a picture of what she looks like. It doesn't matter. You know who uh, I think I'm... think of a different topic to talk about. What's your favorite Pokemon? I don't watch Pokemon. All right, podcast over. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Now, Lena, what's your favorite dinosaur? 
How many silverback gorillas do you think it would take out of T-Rex? How many silverback gorillas? And why? I think... Give me the how long it would take, what environment they're in, how many it would take, and the situation that it would I take. I picture a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the jungle, and then I see a family of gorillas, and I see about like 23. 23? And do you know how fucking big a gorilla is? Yeah, I know, but not all of them go at it at once. And then I see about 23, and then I think about like five or ten of them just beat the shit out of this T-Rex from the front and the back, mostly the back. And the T-Rex has such small arms, it's not like he can reach over and grab them. So then he just starts, like, they just start beating the shit out of him and just, like, taking him down. And Death by palpation. Yes. And I just think that it would take about, like, five or ten out of the 23. And that T-Rex is done. It would take a little while to, like, actually kill him, but, like, take him down, I feel like it wouldn't be that hard. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, if you think about it, the T-Rex is just a giant seesaw. So if you put too much weight on one end, he can't do much about it. Exactly. Gotta strategize. His head, I feel like, weighs a lot. Yeah, he does, does have a big fucking head. Tiny ass arms. Who designed him that way? Let me know. Honestly, the creator. Darwin. The Darwin. Ar- <laughs> the architect. The architect. Andrew, <laughs> what the heck? Andrew's still braiding his hair. <laughs> Why have you never braided my hair? Because I don't even know I could braid until right now. You're really talented. I'm really jealous. Normally, dude, if like a chick was braiding her hair, I'd be like, oh, let me braid your hair. But it's Andrew, and I feel really uncomfortable asking him that. A noise just happened on the computer. Well, good thing we're still recording. Okay, good. All right. Um, Y'all should figure out a question while I think of one. Do I don't know, man. Honest. I think we're, we're we're good. No, I want uh, ten more minutes of content. All ten, right. Ten more minutes. I'm looking tired, but I want to party. But I want to party. All right. Let's see. Ten ten more minutes. Let's see. Leave us with leave us with something. Do you want leave something some like uh, really meaningful or something just fucky? Fucky. Why either. not? I feel like we've had a lot of meaningful. Yeah. Fucky. All right, Lena. What uh. If you could pick one superpower to have, what would it be? One superpower. Oh. I was going to say reading people's minds, but I feel like that's just dangerous. Um, sounds like a curse. Yeah, it sounds like a curse. I think flying. I have I, a lot of dreams about I, flying. I said flying. That's exactly what I said. I have a lot of dreams about it. And, like, I always, like... It's so weird. Like, it'll start, and I'll just... It'll be really hard for me to go, but then once I'm going, I'm going. And then you, you know could just like, like if you could just fly, you could just get up and just fly away, like exactly. a bird, just fly away from the situation. You're I in. wanna fly, dude. Fly, if you could fly, honestly fly. fuck, like imagine, like if you could reincarnate as an animal and just not have to worry about shit besides being that animal, what would you be? My house cat, like just my a, cat Charles. Dude, oh. I would be a toad sitting in the rain. What if you get, <laughs> what if you get stuck, <laughs> on, bro? Dude, I'd be a butterfly. Jungle, oh, in, in the jungle, rain. yeah. I'd be my cat Charles. Charles. He's living the life, dude. He's at my mom's house just eating treats and food and gets to venture out in the field and just... just uh, That's so nice. Doing everything I'm, I'm not doing. Being a house cat? Being a house cat. I'm a little... Just getting chunky. I call my cat Chonkers. I call my cat Chonk Or Mr. Cat Ate. From South Park. My dog. Big dog. Big, Big dog. dog. 
All right, guys. I think we've had a phenomenal episode. Thank uh, you for being a guest today. Of course. You were great. Thank you. All right, everybody. As usual, we've been the Can't Take a Joke podcast. You can check us out on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Play, and uh, also, where the fuck are we at? Um, Russell on Apple uh, Podcasts, and we also have an Instagram which you should check out at Can't Take a Joke Pod. Might be on Luminary if they don't center us. Yeah, yeah. and check me out, Restyle for Change on Instagram. It is Restyle, the number four, and then Change. She makes delicious recycled clothing. Check that shit out. Yes, sir. And guys, I would just like to take another moment to uh, (laughs) to recognize, you know, fucking. With a heavy heart, man. Ben's heading out to California. He's not going to be on the podcast anytime soon. So ben, please we love just you. send him Miss as much you. as you, uh, as much love as you fucking can. Good wishes all around. Safe travels. That's Benny the Boy. Check him out on Spotify. Yeah, or Again, go on his out. Facebook and type in Ben Allison and be all like, "Look, bro, have fun in California. Miss and love you." Yeah, that would be huge, guys. Again, we're all friends here. We're all one big family. So let's act like it. Yeah. <laughs> so but, um, like it. dude i'm just while i'm on this shit man i do i'm fucking it, it warms my heart that we have people listening in taiwan and the uk and australia just thank like you asia guys. or whatever this right? is beautiful you're making this real andrew's made a mistake i can't get him out andrew's gonna fix his brains because he looks like a silly goose right now <laughs> love you guys Sheesh. stay hydrated